Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Bansoners, he might be at the beach, but the show must go on. It's the summer breakfast on SENZ. Morning to you. 19th of January, UCNZ Summer Brecky, Louis Herman Watt, joined by Mitch McLennigan in studio. How are you doing around the country in New Zealand? Good to have your company this morning for a lovely Wednesday and a big Wednesday morning because it is Karaka Million Barrier Draw Day live <laughs> and exclusive here on SCNZ in uh, about five hours' time. Smithy, myself, Mick Guerin will be joined by Craig Baker, the... Uh, Chief of Racing at Auckland Thoroughbred Racing to come in and deliver the barrier draws for the all-important Karaka Million races this weekend. If you've got any involvement, you'll understand what sort of massive event this is. So looking forward to bringing you the barrier draws, the all-important barrier draws on the show, on Smithy's show at 11am today. We're going to talk to Luke Kimmies from Boys Get Paid, the event that they have really dominated over the last few years, the Karaka Million. See how their punters club is tracking. He'll he'll be doing the form as well. So we'll be able to get a good lead-in from Luke about what he's thinking and what's going to run well. Seth Partner is an NBA analyst. He's all about his analytics because the NBA season is now halfway gone and the NBA All-Star break is not far away. So we're going to pick out All-Star starting fives, East and West. We want you on double eight double three oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven to get involved. And Ish Sodi. Oh, he's really a stalwart of the spin attack now for the Black Caps. Limited overs, Jet, played around the world and... Uh, a huge part to play whenever the Black Caps play with the white ball. The Northern Brave are going great guns in Super Smash. Just just fending off Canterbury for the meantime. We'll catch up with Ish after eight as well. Plenty of other stuff to get through. Lots of cricketing topics, bit of tennis and boxing. And Mitch McLennigan, I've just realised, mate, I must have had my blinkers on when I walked in the studio. Our TVs are working. Uh, yeah, I've actually just realised as well. How good? Uh, oh, oh, man, all the way around. It's, How good? Well, it's almost overwhelming. Oh, do you know what, mate? We've got the Under-19 World Cup on. How good's that? England and Canada. Yeah. Canada, How good? Canada are off to a, a uh, solid steady, steady, steady start. They're six off three overs. So no, no wicked loss, but you'd expect England to dominate that, but... Yeah, as we spoke to Smitty yesterday, yeah, disappointing that New Zealand's not there. Um, looks like a great tournament so far. Really enjoying it, actually. So, yeah, but we've also got the Rams on, mate. Jeez, didn't they screw up my bonus bet? Mm. Or our bonus bet, hey? Cardinals didn't even fire a shot, Lou. 
I was so disappointed by Kyler Murray. Do you know what Kyler Murray was? It was an abject disaster, mate. He he had a meltdown on the biggest stage, which is sad. It was very Sean Johnson-esque. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's early shots fired. It is early, early shots fired. You, know, yeah. you, don't, you don't like to see these guys completely just fail. Just eh? But he was just a shell of himself. And meanwhile, Odell Beckham Jr., uh, Matt Stafford was airing it out. <laughs> yeah, and the, I tell you what, the animosity in this game, I watched it, and in the second half, the frustration boiled over, and these teams hate each other. They're, they're um, conference rivals or even yeah. um, division rivals, and, man, it was getting icy out there. Oh, mate. So, <laughs> yeah, it was, mate. It was. It was into, uh, enjoyable. Oh, jeez. Okay, as we've just seen, wide receiver get absolutely cleaned up. How good. Yeah, always, those are the kind of games you want. But, geez, after watching that performance, uh, Rams last week did nothing for me. Did nothing for me last week. Last round, nothing for me. And this week, geez, they actually look like they could be a solid team coming back into contention. Or do you just think the Cardinals were that bad? Oh, the Cardinals were diabolical, mate. They didn't make a completion in their own half. Yeah. Oh, sorry, in the Rams' half in the first half. Mm-hmm. So they gave the, the the Rams got the ball back on the 50, 48, 46, 50 in the first half be due to Kyler Murray's ineptitude. So um like yeah they executed they they ran the points up. Yeah. But I don't know how much you'll read into that because that was a proper meltdown from poor Kyler Murray. Um uh, yeah, our boy Q, he kind of sold us, didn't he? Well, He's the guy with the best quarterback. He thought Kyler Murray was the best quarterback. Yesterday morning, I would have agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Matt Stafford's kind of left me a bit cold this year, to be honest. Yeah, and like I say, the last outing, it wasn't, like, super impressive, was he? So, ah. Anyway. We're on to the next round. We're on to to another multi. Yeah. Can't be hard. Can't be too hard. Hey, we were half and half. We we shot 50% from the field. We're going to talk some NBA. Far better than Russell Westbrook, that's for sure. Yeah, not <laughs> 11% <laughs> or whatever he goes at these days. Oh, classic, bro, classic. He's one of your favourite players, though, isn't he? Yeah, I love him. Big, big <laughs> Russell Westbrook fan. Just love his energy. Oh, yeah? Yeah. His attitude on the court. Yeah. And just, off. And off. Yeah. Just, just so defiant in everything he does. <laughs> hey, um, you, you watching any of that Super Smash, mate? I did not. I have to admit it. I was looking at... I, I was actually having some time catching up with some mates playing a bit of Warzone. Oh. <laughs> I got home from work, so I, I... Yeah, I was working last night. got home from work and turned the PC on straight away and just needed to get away. So it was nice, mate. How'd Dropping you go? Caldera, uh, steady. Steady. I wasn't, wasn't the best, mate. Wasn't the best. So Start of my you into your gaming, gaming are you? yeah, my gaming career is off to a poor start, poor start. So when did you? How long have you been been a gamer for? Uh, I kind of started in lockdown, mate. I've always like played games, like mainly sports games and stuff like that, like NBA, uh, NFL, all that kind of stuff, FIFA, those kind of games. Um, but first person shooter, first time was uh, Warzone during lockdown because everybody just started playing Warzone during lockdown. Just like a good way to communicate, like link up with mates. So like there'd be like 20, 20 blokes just always playing. So it was like awesome, bro. So yeah, I got into it since then. I really enjoyed it after. So wow. everyone's back from New Year's. So the usual squad that I run with are all back. So we linked up last night. That was good. So I had a good three, four hours of just jamming. Three, four hours? <laughs> bro, I could go longer. I had to, I had to go to bed, mate. 
had to, the eyes are a little bit red, mate. I was I was up until yeah half past twelve, just having a jam. Yeah, so <laughs> you've blown me away, mate. Oh, yeah. Well, when you work, you need an escape, mate. You yeah. do? Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I guess so, yeah. Oh, wow. I oh, see, now this is oh, going to put, put my story to shame of what I did last night. <laughs> what did you do last well, night? I was, Watch the missus on the news. Yeah, and then, <laughs> then cooked a dinner. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, yeah. 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 And then, well, I was a bit tired. And so I knocked myself off and went to bed and just put myself to bed for the night. And, you know, I kind of was thinking, oh, I was watching a little bit of the tennis in bed. And I was kind of like, Oh, no, nah, I won't stay up and watch the rest of this Kyrgios game. And then I went to sleep probably about, you know, 8.39, nah, about 9 o'clock. And then Shannon comes to bed about 11.30. She's like, oh, Nick Kyrgios, I could just watch him all night. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I've gone to bed and Nick Kyrgios, yeah. is, Nick Kyrgios is stealing my girl, you know? Like, yeah, oh, wow. Yeah, hey, wherever you get your appetite, eh? Oh, man, he was... As long un- as you eat at home, he was, Yeah, he was unbelievable, apparently, by all accounts. I don't think she's at where she's at we're in any danger. The MIQ system's too hard for her to get back. <laughs> so I think we're right. <laughs> but, oh, but yeah, mate, hey, um, I've got to say, Nick Kyrgios, um, from the interviews I've seen um, since that match, geez, the man looks like he's actually actually wants it for, for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, don't get blowed in because he does this. He does this. He gets to the point where he realises, get a couple of hundred thousand for making it to the third round. That'll do me for a little while. <laughs> well, he's a big gamer. Is he? Yeah, he, he loves his, like, he's often said he stays up till, yeah, he does, you know, he'll be up in the early hours the night before a game playing FIFA. Oh, yeah. And all, yeah, on Warzone and all yeah. that sort of stuff. Oh, good. good so one. so he's he's right into that stuff. Yeah. Um, mate, it's the thing, mate. you just got to get on it. Uh, Kieran, Kieran loves it. He's, he loves, he loves his gaming. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a bit big into it. Yeah, my FIFA. You know, Louis, I do spend a lot of my, my time on FIFA when I'm not uh, hard at work over here. So, oh, so not Warzone, though? <laughs> nah, I, I used to play a bit of first-person shooter, but, you know, as the time's and, moved on, I feel like I just got really bad at it and I just wasn't up to par anymore because it's, yeah. it's really competitive now. Well, you were also terrible at 2K. Oh, okay. So we have this thing here where we always, uh, us back end boys always try and one up each other. And then, so the one time we went to Louis' house before we were moving on to, to go, pu- out, yeah, go out for another drink. So, Louis, Louis, I, I thought Louis was joking when he said that he was good at 2K. So I was like, all right, pff, this is going to be easy. Come in, bloody 4 and 0 the series, you know, it's, it's over with. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that wasn't the case. Louis was uh, a lot better than I thought, and uh, he actually beat me. He, so I'll, I'll openly say that. I wouldn't have said that. See, these, before, these zoomers, but I'll, I'll openly do it. Yeah. These, these, so Louis did beat me. These yeah, Gen Zers. They just assume that they are better Classic. than everyone else at computer games because they're digital natives. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's how I lured, lured my missus in, actually. Oh, I, I said what? it to Ricardo. In general? But, or? No, <laughs> no, NBA. That was our oh. first date. That was our first date. And, uh, oh, mate, the romantic that I am um, had two hats, uh, Chicago Bulls and a Golden State hat, and she could choose a hat and she had to, like, wear the hat. Um, and pick a team. So there was two teams that only played Bulls versus Golden State. I knew she was going to pick Golden State. So like she just like played with Steph Curry, and I let her let her win the first game, as you do. Um, just kept it tight. Yeah. Yeah, 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 mate. You should play play a bit of NBA with the misses. I tell you what, give them Steph Curry, and they feel like they're competing. 
Yeah. You know what? It's, it's actually a way that people are finding love now. There's one thing that I'm finding interesting. On TikTok, I always get ads for like, it's like a Tinder for gaming. So it's like you put in your favourite games that you play and then you just sort of swipe for a gaming partner and then people ah, come in and, oh, and, you, yeah. and you join the party together. That could so be a you, bit so of you, mate. In a chat yeah, together. Or, yeah. yeah well, Shouldn't have said it's a dating app then. If it's oh, like it's a dating game. It's a gaming partner. It's, yeah. nothing, yeah, it's nothing romantic. But it's it's, that it's quite a cool idea. Yeah, yeah, I reckon. Yeah. Oh, I'm just waiting for Kobe to grow up. She's going to be my little gaming prodigy. Yeah. She's got pasty skin already, so she's going to be like me. We're not going to spend a lot of time in the sun. So, yeah, we've got to have a number two. My, my missus is uh, like Italian, um, South African, so like she's brown ass, yeah. Wow. Brown as, so loves the beach, so we're just going to have to have another crack, give her a nice little brown-eyed, brown skin Buddy. Buddy to go to the beach with me and Kobe or stay home, jam some games. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, good. Oh, that's good, mate. I didn't pick you as a massive gamer. Oh, yeah. You've got to keep yourself busy, don't you? Yeah, I guess so. Until 12.30, though. I mean... Yeah, no, it's, uh, no it was, I did push out, it out a little bit, didn't I? Out of the alarm go this morning, because you Tough, have... Tough, bro. Well, you know, I'd, yeah, I mean, had to I'd, drop into work as well on the well, way, which is I'm frustrating. I'm just wondering, maybe that, you know, you just lobbed that out there. Hey, lads, it's going to be 10 or so <laughs> oh, late. Bro. I just snoozed the alarm. <laughs> you reckon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's, that's, that was Kieran the other day. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I thought we were still at 7 o'clock. Hundred percent, hundred percent. No, twelve thirty, mate. You got to do whatever you want to do. You know, makes you happy. Hey, lots of other stuff happened yesterday that we spoke about. Um, New Zealand cricket. A little bit of little bit of a story out of News Hub last night. Alex Chapman there about what's going to potentially transpire for the the cricket tour, and it could mean that the home twin T twenties we had organised against Australia don't actually go ahead in New Zealand. So that'll be a shame for New Zealand cricket fans if they have to, if they want to go and play these ODIs and they want to stay over there and extend their trip to give themselves a better chance to get some MIQ vouchers. Because yesterday, um, pretty sad news, I think, for, well, Kiwis abroad and just in general, the latest round of MIQ bookings were cancelled for, I think they're meant to be today or tomorrow, and they've just been cancelled without any real... um, with actually no no reason, just with Omicron being prevalent, uh, Ministry of Health has said we're gonna we don't we don't want to take anyone in for now. So until further notice, and hasn't said when the next booking will be. So a lot of distress out there for Kiwis abroad, which is sad to see. Oh, I didn't know that. That's um, that's actually gutting, bro. That's gutting. That's um, yeah, big time. Jeez, that's um, that's hard work. Oh, it's, yeah, she's uh. So obviously they're super worried, I guess, but yeah, like you know, my stance on a Louis, you you got a right to come back home. Yeah, I mean, I think I don't think anyone disputes that. Mm. It's um, yeah, the the latest it, that was sad to see because there wasn't a lot of. I guess the thing that's really troubling coming out of New Year's and everybody's gone and had a good time over summer. A lot of people, this has been in the back of your mind. Yeah. We haven't really heard the government's uh, or the Ministry of Health stance on Omicron officially all, or, yeah. or mentality around it and we're kind well, of we've got a big wedding to plan first louis and we'll get past that we'll get past the wedding and has that we'll... not happened oh, I, I, I thought it was early feb but i could be wrong right well then we might be all right till then <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no lockdown till mid feb no nah, i doubt it <laughs> but 
Oh, I hope, I mean, I hope so. Yeah, yeah, that'd be ideal for everybody. Really, that's exactly what we want, you know, facetiously or not, that is what we want. But um, no more lockdowns, and, and hopefully we can hold as long as we can against Omicron. Yeah, sure, I get that, but it is sad to see that these Kiwis stuck over there don't really know what is next as far as their next chance to come home. So tying that back into the Black Caps, uh, they don't have bookings for this yep. return leg to get back into New Zealand. Um, so longer the la- remember last week we were talking about how these guys aren't going to be able to play in the South Africa Test series. Yeah, yeah. Now we're actually looking at the fact that these cricketers that go won't be able to play cricket in New Zealand again until potentially April. Yeah, later in March. So these T20s that were scheduled for um, March in Wellington and Napier are really, really looking like they would be the ones that would miss out, which is a shame because there hasn't been a whole lot of um, international cricket in New Zealand this summer. No, there hasn't. Um, those tests will be great, though. I guess those guys will be staying here. Look, I, the more and more I think about it, Louis, the more and more I think it's not going to happen. I think that it will decimate domestic cricket back here. Uh, we spoke about the other day that they're going to have to take a bigger squad. If they're away for that long, we've just seen 19 cases in the Wellington Phoenix. 19 cases. So they're going to have to take a big squad. They're going to have to take 18 to 20 players just to make sure that they can field a side. Mm. Um, they'll be begging Colin Munro to stay there, not go to PSL. <laughs> yeah, well, Mother's, this is yeah. oh, especially yeah. if they play these. They, so they would have yeah. four T20s potentially yeah. over there. Yeah. Let's go. Hey, um, what do you spend more time on? Um, gaming or fantasy in RL? Oh. <laughs> yeah, tough question. Tough question. Well, what inside oil have you got? Or if we stick your family as the third. <laughs> <laughs> no, we just go with the two options, okay? <laughs> don't, bring, don't bring the family into it. Oh, <laughs> uh, mate, there's just there's text, there's messages, there's, there's mail coming from everywhere about your habits, Mitch. Yeah. Uh, um, I love fantasy, bro. I love NRL fantasy. I absolutely adore it. Have you had to get rid of one, gaming or NRL fantasy? Ooh. At the minute, it would probably be NRL fantasy. I'm just loving the gaming. um, When the season starts. I don't want to get rid of either. Yeah, season starts, I'll be there, put my money in the kitty. Good news, you could do absolutely both. All right, after this, we're going to catch up with all the action from the tennis last night. Brett Phillips and the crew calling some fantastic action over there in Melbourne. The Aussie Open's in full flow. So is Nick Karyos. It's 21 minutes past six here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. These cricketers heading to Australia is going to be a prevalent issue that we discuss over the next wee while, so we want to get your opinions on it. Richie, will get to your text in a minute. Last night at Melbourne Park, the Australian Open really kicked into gear I tell you what, it's always better when the Aussies perform. Cash Barty, Nick Kyrgios, they love it. It builds the atmosphere, and even if they're not there right at the end of the tournament, you get some good nights like we saw last night. Brett Phillips and the crew for SEN. Man, fantastic coverage as always. Let's take it in. Forehand return here by Kyrgios. He's got a breakpoint opportunity at 30-40. Only a long way behind the baseline. Stick just massages the ball around here. Looping forehand. Backhand cross-court by Brody. Changing the angles, trying to go back behind Brody. Well retrieved there by Kyrgios. Shortish ball puts in the drop shot attempt as uh, Brody. Beautiful forehand cross court by Kyrgios is in the air. He's making Brody work. He puts up the lob, but great energy from Nick. It's over the baseline and Nick Kyrgios. Oh, he showed everything in that point. And he's broken in the first game and he says, just up the decibels, please, around me. And he's getting to double figures to sign off the opening set. He does just that. 
Ace number 10. Kyrgios bounces to the chair. Six games to four. And as Brody goes to the back end of Kyrgios. They work it from the back. Just trying to increase the angle. Up the line by Kyrgios. Hit with plenty of velocity on the forehand. Brody doing a fair bit of running at his end. So go back up the middle. Kyrgios goes the tweener. Caught a bit of the tape. Brody with a good forehand. And Nick comes up with an even better one. Up the line. Everyone on their feet. Sabalenko, so the forehand of Sanders up the middle of the court. Scampering to get the return there was Sabalenko. Going it from the baseline, increasing oh, the angle, and then wow. Stormy goes up the line for a winner. To Juice. Brody into the backhand of Kyrgios. Brody cross court with the backhand. Up the line went Kyrgios with a forehand. Nice and deep up the line went Brody cross court. Forehand from Kyrgios. Tries to go back behind Brody. He punches it to the forehand. Cross court by Kyrgios. Up the line by Brody. He's coming in. Catches a bit of the tape. Kyrgios, unfortunately for Brody, it then spat up and he couldn't control the shot at the net. Two games to one now for Nick. 15.30. Brody launches the serve. It's a good one out wide. Just getting it back was uh, Kyrgios trying to go the swinging volley. The drive volley there. Liam Brody didn't make it over though. And now it's two match points. Brody up the tee, Kyrgios with a backhand winner to close it. Through in straight sets. Alex trying to join the list of Australian winners today. As Musetti will put the second serve into play, taken on the backhand by Demonor. Single hand across court here by Musetti. Just a fraction wide from the Italian. Gives Demonor the victory. Another exchange. They've had a lot of good grand battles this pair tonight. Three years in age separating them. They're going to be around for a long time in men's professional tennis. But the elder, the 22-year-old Aussie, gets the victory. Match point number two. Rindignesh up the middle. Forehand is in by Popperin. They exchange from the back. Runs around the forehand up the line. He's charging. Can he pass him Popperin? It's gone wild. Over the baseline. It's a huge... Let out of emotion from Arthur Rindignesh. And the crowd well, could be behaving a hell of a lot better right now. Trying to increase the angle. Backhand's cross-court. Up the middle by Stevens. Back up the middle by Redekanu. A bit more angle on the backhand there from Stevens. Really working each other over here. Up the line by Redekanu. Stevens on the stretch. Oh. Catches a bit of tape. Tries to go cross-court with the forehand in Redekanu. Retrieved by Stevens. Great reflexes, Radicanu to keep it in, but Stevens finds the opening eventually. Last night from Melbourne Park at the tennis, great coverage by Brett Phillips, the SCN crew over there. Emma Radicanu, fantastic to see her getting an emphatic win in her first match, uh, her first time at, an, I guess, another Grand Slam since that. Well, what will be and what was a very famous win at the US Open. Alex Demonor, Nick Kyrgios, some highlights. Andy Murray yesterday uh, in the evening or in late Arvo in Melbourne was a classic Andy Murray fighting performance to win in five sets against a seeded player. It's great stuff. It's awesome viewing. We love the time zones. I'm a big fan of the Australian Open. So we might have to look and see what's going on and catch up at some stage this week as the tournament progresses. It's 29 minutes away from 7 o'clock now. We're going to do some love racing coming up. Of course, Quizzy Dag and Trudy's World this hour. Stay with us here, SENZ. Right now, it's the news for Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building Aotearoa.
SNZ, it is 26 and a half minutes away from 7 o'clock. Mitch, uh, text here on double eight double three before we get to some love racing from Richie, if you want to have a crack at that. Mm. Yeah, yeah, Richie, um, even if they do go, they are taking the team away from the Super Smash finals. That could drastically change the makeup of those finals teams. I absolutely agree that that will change the makeup. We were actually just joking, well, not joking, but having a conversation about it after off-air yesterday that you could potentially have a lot of guys, even in that final series, who haven't played uh, a T20 game, making their debut in that format if they do go overseas. But what's more important, are we preparing for a T20 World Cup and getting guys some time in Australian conditions? And from my experience, those conditions, Richie, are far, far different than we get here in New Zealand. So... If they are away for a while, I think it will be beneficial for New Zealand cricket that they do over get that experience. Yes, it will take away from uh, the finals, um, but oh well, it just is what it is, I guess, uh, for the benefit of New Zealand cricket. But it would be a shame. I mean, who would be devastated the most? I guess the Test guys will be back. So if the Brave actually end up making that final, um, Northern Districts actually start to look quite strong. Right, so you get this anomaly where the test players would be more likely to be playing in the Super Smash final than the white ball specialists. Yeah. And I guess if you think about it... Um, Wellington would be strong. Yeah. If they could make it through, they'll get Conway back, they'll Can- get Blunder. Can- Canterbury Blunder. will have Nichols, Latham and Henry yeah. if they wanted. And then um, Southie, Bolt um, will be back with. But you're right, it kind of, Richie, I'd get your point, it kind of completely... It's almost like a competition, and then the finals are a different thing. Yeah, it's a, the outlook's different. I mean, it probably is always going to have a little bit to that. If that was the thinking, if that was why New Zealand cancelled this tour because they were worried about the Super Smash getting devastated, that's then not. that's the wrong thinking. It, it won't be. It won't be. Surely not. No, definitely Surely not. not. Trudy, I just heard in your news that this um, MIQ, no no word exactly about why it was postponed, the, the lottery. No, just literally on the website last night they came out and said the room release due tomorrow, the 20th of Jan's got just gone. Thanks. Mm. Damn. It, a lot of angst from Kiwis overseas, you'd assume? Like, yeah, 100%. But how long we had, Louis? What, we had two years to like figure out a spot Outside of Auckland, where you can just go post people up, you can't escape. Mm. <laughs> they've opened a really nice MIQ um, in Rotorua, just out of Rotorua, right on the lake. Really, it's yeah, they should probably open up more of that. Yeah. Oh, well, anyway, oh, it's what wow. we've been talking about for the last couple of years, isn't it? But it is. It's just frustrating. Anyway, we'll see what happens with the black caps. Lots of, um, lots of trickle on effects from that, though, if they do stay over there. Mm. Hey, I mean, I guess. One thing is financially, New Zealand cricket might have to, have to cut a good deal with Aussie cricket to, or Cricket mm. Australia to make sure they're remunerated because these T20s, if they aren't played in New Zealand, I'm sure they were the cash builders for the summer. Would have been very popular with punters. Hey, loveracing.nz is your home for everything. Thoroughbred racing, form, previews, reviews. And remember, thoroughbred owners were calling for you. You can go and you could win 10% of a racehorse with you and your mates. So head there to loveracing.nz and have a look for that excellent competition. Today, we have the Caracamillion Barrier Draw here live. You are so fizzed. I've never seen you so fizzed before, Lou. Mate, it's massive. It's huge. It's huge because I looked through the two-year-old field for the Caracamillion and last night I've I've done a little bit of form, tried to stack some times up, which is always hard because... Some of them have only raced over 1,100 metres. Some of them have gone over 1,200 metres. The tracks were different, right-handed, left-handed. I was doing my best to try and work out what I'm missing here with this two-year-old field. 
and there's some nice looking gallopers, some real promising looking gallopers. And I keep just coming back to why wouldn't Wolverine be winning? And Wolverine will be the favourite unless it draws out. Yesterday we spoke a lot about Opie Boston choosing Dynastic, the old man's or cult to ride. Mm. Massive vote of confidence. Dynastic and it's one and only start at Allersley. We, knew it, we know it goes right-handed, Allersley, the Auckland way. It ran hard and straight. It chased Grace and Gray. It was a wee bit off the pace. It was actually about two or three wide on a day that up and in on the rail was the place to be. It chased hard. It strode out. It's a big, strong-looking colt. I get it. I get why Opie's gone there. But Wolverine just seems like a professional filly. Everything she's done, she's won. Three starts. She's learnt to go uh, right-handed now at Allersley. Her head did hang to the rail a little bit. But I think it's sometimes with these fields, the longer you look at them, the more you could try to talk yourself out of why to back something rather than why it would just win. I think the money will come because of the... Well, the, the nature of Wolverine being an Australian bloodstock-owned horse, but also it's just a winner. I, I'm just becoming more and more, more and more convinced that I think she will be the dominant favourite, despite Dynastic. And I know that Dynastic will close on the day because of Opie and Jamie and the colours of Tiakau, so the money will come there. So I don't know what they'll price they'll start at. It could actually be closer than you think, but for me, just starting to look at the early two-year-old form. So when the barrier draw happens. This is what I'll be watching for. If Wolverine can draw somewhere between three and eight or three and seven, I'll be thinking she's going to be very hard to stop. If Dynastic draws that and and she draws out, well, Dynastic would have to probably get the nod. I think he won't be favourite in the market that the bookies put up. I'm pretty sure the TAB will have Wolverine favourite unless she draws very, very wide. But it's going to be interesting to see. So the barrier draw is all important, guys. Yeah, interesting. Such we, we, a, it's such an insight, isn't it? I mean, oh, it's I was a, actually just even going to ask. To I'm, I'm a super nude, uh, noob, noob. Excuse me, super, super noob. <laughs> oh, I've got nude. clothes on. I've got clothes on. I'm here in a hoodie and trackies. Why do you look under the table? Oh, I was just wondering. <laughs> got matching <laughs> green hoodies on today. <laughs> yeah, you do actually. Yeah, fair, fair, fair. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I'm a noob uh, to this kind of stuff. When you say you're looking at form, like. It's what research do you have to go through? Like just oh, like and, and let's let's tracks, and let's qualify. Fields. Yeah. Jeez, that's and, so much you've got to go through. And let's qualify. I am not a form expert, or I'm not a <laughs> form analyst, and I've never pretended to be one. Yeah. Um, but you know the things you because there are people that do this for a living, and and they have spreadsheets, and they can stack up all the times you can say this horse has come out of this rated a race. These are the other horses that have come out of it. Oh yeah. At one by this many lengths. So stacking it up on ratings, it should be about two or three lengths better than this field that it finds itself in. Oh. And I guess the the longer you do it, the more your database builds up. Again, I'm, I'm much more amateur than that. It's much more of a hobby for me. I don't pretend to be a form analyst. I like to tip from time to time. But it's just loveracing.nz. I can't I can't say enough how well and actually how functional the website is for this. So you Isn't go, it easier just to go for the one with the pretty colours and your lucky number? <laughs> yeah, well, the... <laughs> Hey, it always worked for my mum. Okay. <laughs> Wolverine or Dynastic, better name? Wolverine. Wolverine. Uh, nah, Wolverine's got to be in black and yellow. I, I didn't like the blue and white. See, it is about yeah, the colours. Yeah, it didn't do it for me. Can't win. <laughs> we go deep. Mitch has declared. Dynastic. Can't win. Loveracing.nz. Yeah. Go have a look at all the colours. Go have a look at all of whatever you want. You can read the times. You can read where they've raced. You can go watch their replays. The one thing I would say is if you try and do, quote-unquote, form, Watch replays. You have to yeah. watch them run. 
You have to watch the run because you will see things that you'll go, huh, it's interesting. And sometimes it's as simple as that. Well, all I do know, Louis, is that um, Wolverine got me Pacific Dragon. Yeah, took me off a $17 win. (laughs) You backed Pacific Dragon? Yeah. Mm. I did, yeah. And so the only thing in Wolverine's favour is they seem to have uh, the sway when they go to a inquiry. <laughs> inquiry. We'll talk about Pacific Dragon later on because yeah. I think Pacific Dragon is also a genuine each way chance. It's going to run a good race. 18 minutes away from seven. If you want a $50 bonus bet so you can listen to my drivel and actually have a bet, <laughs> 0800 150 Quizzy Dag is up next. Quizzy Mitchie, he's here. He's ready to go. Locked and loaded. Give us a call. Quizzy Dag with Ashley and Martin. Regrow your hair. Search Ashley and Martin today. You know what time it is. It's Quizzy Dag. A quiz that keeps on giving like I skip a pass. Louie, Trudy, Kez and Joe not wants to brag. But good luck to our quizzies because this ain't in the bag. Oh, 800-150-811. Now give it a go. Yes, how good. Quizzy Dag with Ashley and Martin. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, you've got a far better chance of winning this quiz than finding an MIQ spot. So you might want to tell your international friends that they can call in as well. <laughs> or you can share the bonus bet as well to maybe put on a long odds bet and get them a private jet back home so they can get into the country somehow. All right, I really like this quiz actually. Really, really good. So we're going to start with Tim from Christchurch. How are you, mate? Yeah, real good, real good. We'll crack straight into it, eh? I've got a good feeling about this. So who are the Silver Ferns playing right now in the Quad Series, mate? South Africa. Perfect. Easy, easy, easy. What is Tiger Woods' real first name? Good man. How good. We're flying. How many NBL championships have the Breakers won? Four. Oh. <laughs> oh, here we go. Listen, you don't get this. I'm, I'm, we're going to block your number. Which <laughs> which stadium did the Black Caps play their first ever T20 event? Uh, um, in Park. Good man, good. <laughs> Almost overthought it there. <laughs> yeah, I was say, what a great one that was, eh? Yeah, the old, uh, remember the Marshall Twins? Yeah. With yeah. the froze and the headbands? And Flemo and yeah, that, yeah. Big Mo. Yeah, that was... was that Ricky Ponting hit the top of Eden Park? Ricky Ponting, I think, had a 120-odd. Oh, mate, it was unbelievable. Huge. Unbelievable. All right, we won't bore you with that, Tim. <laughs> uh, which England football team won the first Premier League title in 1992? So there was a name change. 1992 winner of the Premier League title. Um, I think it was uh, Blackburn Rovers. Oh, Tim! No! Oh, bro, you've done all the hard lifting. Hard luck, brother. Oh, uh, I, know, I know who it is then. Oh, no, 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 
Don't overthink it, Luke. I'll go, I'll go me and you. Yes! <laughs> yes. <laughs> Beautiful, Luke. Beautiful, Luke. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. How <laughs> good. You had no idea, did you? I've got no idea. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good, bro. Any idea what you're going to use your TAB bonus bet on, mate? Oh, I don't think I can wait till the Karaka day. I'll go, I'll try um, Winton today somewhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sweet. Oh, Lou, I'm sure Lou's just tapping away trying to have a look at the field. So, no, not you got a tip for us, do you? No, not me, not Winton. Pretty colours, lucky number. There we go, <laughs> yeah. there we go. Awesome, mate. Well done, bro. You really enjoy that. Uh, have a good day as well, mate. Hey, cheers, team. Thank you. Beautiful. Oh, yeah, how good. If you're not happy with your hair loss, make today your turning point and search Ashley and Martin online. Next up, we've got Trudy's World. It's 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 Trudy's World. It is, and they say you learn something new every day. And just in the first hour of this show this morning, I have learnt one of our coolest Kiwi cricketers and SNZ fill-in guy with the mostest, new dad, Mitch McLennigan, you are a gamer. Yeah. What are you, like 14? (laughs) Yeah. Cute. Uh, On the inside, yeah. Oh, 14 on the inside. Right. Is Um, that weird? That's kind of weird. Do you schedule Pretty advanced to have a kid. (laughs) What when do you schedule in wife and baby kid? time? Where does that get scheduled in with the gaming? Uh, no, when they come back, there's not much gaming going on, that's oh, right. for sure. So it's only when they're yeah, away. Yeah, they're away, yeah. All yeah. right. And Louie, I've learnt that your lovely Lois Lane-like girlfriend, um, with a gorgeous girl and news chick, has the hots for tennis players and is loving the Australian Open at the moment. It's got uh, the little one for Nick Kyrgios, is it? Massive Nick Kyrgios fan. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I know. He comes back in, I've been sleeping away. The heck is Nick Kyrgios? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excuse me? Complete opposite to you. Yeah, oh, big time. <laughs> well, as you say, Mitch, though, it doesn't matter. What did you say? Well, it doesn't matter where you get your appetite as long as you eat in your own kitchen. That's yeah, actually, eat at that home, doesn't yeah. matter. Eat it. Yeah. That's yeah. it. <laughs> look at Lou's face. He's just like. Hey, right. look, one thing's working in my favour is, as I said before, there's no way she'll end up over there because no one might you to get back. So. <laughs> and you are the Clark Kent, her Lois Lane. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. True. What, is that a reference? Is that a... Well, because no, she's a reporter. And... She's a reporter, Lois Lane. And she, yeah. Who's Lois Lane? Yeah, so super nice. You are such a pest. <laughs> that is so pesty from you. And you've got so... round, cute glasses anyway. Uh, from, from today's little entrepreneur with a big future file, uh, it all started when little Donnie just wanted a bit of money for Christmas to buy his brother and sister a gift, and mum suggested doing a few jobs around the house. He was like, well, that's boring. I'm not going to vacuum and wash dishes. So he came up with this plan, went to the local $2 shop, bought a packet of air fresheners. For two bucks, you get four of them. He split up the pack uh, of four and then sold each one of them for Two dollars each down at the little local gas station when people were coming in and wanting for the car. Quadrupled his money. He's bought a bike. He's bought a new coat. He's bought a, a new phone and a fancy tracksuit. And I thought that was really good. We we can all channel a bit a little bit a of Donnie today. Fancy tracksuit. Mm. What's he running? Good expenditure. He, he obviously isn't a punter. <laughs> <laughs> isn't that cute though for a nine-year-old to get to put that in? Yeah. How did you make yeah. your money growing up? Uh, me. Kid? Pocket money or. Oh, jeez. Gaming? Far out. No, I wasn't gaming. <laughs> I'm mainly like looking for my like brother's wallet lying around, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is equally the as Tate. The Bank of Tate, that's what it was. Yeah. Been a bit of payback lately. The bot. Yeah. <laughs> he was far better with his cash than me, that's for sure. So... <laughs> oh, yeah. How good. Yeah. Oh, mate. How, yeah, I don't know. Saving cash. 
as a youngster, you just want to spend it. Washing dishes. Lollies, washing dishes. I reckon for about three or four years, I was just saving for a car, and then oh, I, yeah. I never bought a car. So money just <laughs> just, just evaporates. Found this thing called TAB. That's right. Actually, speaking of, I reckon I found one at Tarapa. I can dish out a little bit later on, but after the news, we're going to catch up and talk some NBA with Seth, partner of... The Athletic. Right now we're off to find him at Cafe Coffee. Here is the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Find Nature's Own Super B Complex 75 tablets for just $20.99 at Chemist Warehouse. Baz and Izzy might be at the beach, but the show must go on. It's the summer breakfast on SENZ. Morning, three minutes past seven o'clock. Good luck to you if you're on your way to work for your first hump day of the year. 19th of January, plenty coming up here on the SCNZ Summer Breakfast for the next two hours, though. We'll get you through. Lots of sport to debrief. Ish Sodi, Luke Kemi still to come a bit later on in the show, plus plenty of good discussion on everything from cricket to boxing to netball, which the Silver Ferns, they are looking dominant. Deep in the second quarter against South Africa right now in the quad series up in England. 29-17, they're leading in the netball. Fantastic bounce back by the Ferns. Love to see you there. And Canada, actually, in the Under-19 Cricket World Cup. Still going steady. 12 overs through, 52 for one. We love to see that. What we really love here on SCNZ Summer Breakfast, and something that's been a true passion of Mitch McLennigan and eyes is American sport over the last couple of weeks because it's a busy time up there in North America. Seth Partnow is an analyst for The Athletic and author of The Mid-Range Theory. He is all across the analytics in the NBA and it's halfway point in the season. NBA all-star teams not far away from being selected, which means the crunch of all NBA performers, the MVP narratives, all of that good stuff is just around the corner. And Seth Partner has been good enough to take time to join us this morning on the show. How you doing, Seth? I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, no, thanks for taking our call again. We, we loved catching up with you before the season. So halfway through, why don't we lead off with maybe what have the biggest surprises been for you? Are, are there any teams or any characters or individuals that you would never have seen coming in the preseason? Uh, it's funny. We talked. I remember when we talked at the start of the season. I was kind of down on the Chicago Bulls, and for a while, that looked like I had some egg on my face. And then, and basically, in the last week, uh, it's gone a little pear shaped for them. They're still. I still still think they're a surprise team of the season, uh, but they're maybe settling back from you know being one of the the top teams in the Eastern Conference. Um, the big the big news right now is probably the team has been playing the best in the NBA over the last month, month plus has been uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, who were a team I think a lot of people liked, but it seems like they are arriving as a force a year or two ahead of schedule. Yeah, they did a big piece yesterday in the halftime show um, on Stephen Adams and how much work he does off the ball and just said how important he is to to that side, um, just giving uh, the other guys a lot more room and time on the ball. Um He's in my all-star team just because he's a Kiwi, obviously. But he's playing some good basketball at the minute, isn't he? 
He really is. And he's, you know, he kind of added to the legend uh, uh, yesterday by if, uh, if folks saw the highlights, <laughs> there's a little bit of a, of, a, of a fracas late in the game. And he just, uh, you know, picked up Tony Bradley, who's a, a very large human being himself and sort of uh, deposited him several feet away from the action with uh, no visible effort. So uh, Stephen Adams continues to be uh, first team all don't want to meet in dark alley. <laughs> but no, no, but he's the. Uh, but he's no, he's 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 playing great for them. He's uh, he, as you said, it's it, he's a he's a subtle uh, performer in terms of what he brings, in terms of his ability to screen, to to pass the ball uh, very well from from the high post area. Uh, he's he's one of the best in the NBA at uh, sort of boxing out around the basket and allowing mm. his teammates to to rebound. Um, he he's a player who hasn't necessarily always had the the highest rebound totals himself, but his teams have always. Uh, been been excellent rebounding teams, and he certainly helped the, the Grizzlies in that area as well. Yeah, I thought I saw something the other day saying he was right up there in offensive rebounds this year, like yes. top yeah top five or something like that. So he might even be close to number one. So he's having a great season. Um, a couple of your colleagues, um, Bill Orham and Sam Amick, I think I'm saying that right, um, suggested that sources are saying that Frank Vogel's job is in serious jeopardy, uh, even despite that Jazz win. Uh, what's your take on that? Um, there's an expression in the NBA that you can't fire the players. So when, mm-hmm. when things, things, things go wrong, when a team is disappointing and, uh, the, the like any team with LeBron James on it at this point in his career, it's championship or bust season. Um, they've been not very good for reasons that have not a whole lot to do with Frank Vogel, but, um, you know, the players have guaranteed contracts and if you feel like you have to do something, uh, the coach is usually the guy who uh, who gets it in the neck in that situation. Yeah, that's true. Oh, sorry. Um, I, I just Russell Westbrook was really good last night. He shot at thirty three percent, and and he did a bit of cleaning. <laughs> I reckon that was his uh, use the mop on the floor. So that was one of his best performances. Yeah, no, I mean, I think when I say that uh, the things that aren't really um, you know Frank Vogel's fault, like just the the fact that they they traded for Russell Westbrook, who is about as opposite the kind of player you would think would uh uh would 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 thrive alongside lebron james and anthony davis but they traded for him anyway and they (laughs) traded all of their depth away and and unsurprisingly that hasn't really worked very well um which uh, a lot of people saw coming before the season so but again the coach is the guy who takes the blame for that even if the uh the the folks who put the team on the field or or team on the court are probably much more to blame Hey Seth, I was just filling out my um, fan All Star picks, and, and I, I really couldn't even make an argument for Anthony Davis to be in the starting lineup. I just I've been so uninspired by him this year. What's the rumblings around why maybe AD hasn't been able to get to that dominant form that he we've known over the the last two seasons for the Lakers? Oh uh, well, the the biggest thing is obviously he's been hurt a lot. Um, the second thing is, um, I think that, that people probably have a little bit of a false impression of Anthony Davis as a player from his, his playoff run uh, in the bubble in 2020. Um, that's been the, 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 the extended period of basically the best jump shooting of his life. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he, he shot uh, f- you know uh, around 50% from mid-range. Um, close to 40% from three, and he's done basically over the course of his career That's he hasn't really matched those figures ever. So he's kind of almost receded back into the player we're more used to seeing, and then he's always been a guy who's picked up little injuries here and there, and that's really kind of caught up to him a lot this season. 
Um, and, and so um, it's combined for him to be, as you say, pretty disappointing this season. I keep waiting if we go to the Eastern Conference. I keep waiting for the, as you said, the Bulls bubble kind of popped a little bit. But the Cleveland Cavaliers one, I mean, I, I can't still yeah, kind Jared of just... Yeah, Allen's been awesome. I kind of, and, and even Mobley, and, and these guys are just playing, and then there's a little bit of veteran presence on the on the squad. I just keep waiting for the bubble to pop. But, like, is there a chance it doesn't? And these guys are actually legitimate top four seeds here? I mean, they're, they're, they're the most fun story in the league this year. Certainly, like um, they they uh, they've even survived like the 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 loss for the season of, of one of the best kind of good vibes players in the league in Ricky Rubio, and kind of the the, the good times have continued. Um, you mentioned Jared Allen, you mentioned Evan Mobley, uh, both of whom I think have credible All Star cases, and then um, the big story has really been the, or a big story alongside those has been Darius Garland. Um, who is really looking like like an all star uh, point guard for them? Um, he's he's maybe a, a step below uh, John Morant from Memphis in terms of of how he's progressed this year. But really, even as the other players in the backcourt have kind of gotten hurt, he's been pretty spectacular for for a good two three months now. And that's the three of those players combined with you know kind of good performances, bounce back performances from some of their veterans. Uh, Kevin Love is, is is shooting the ball about as well as he ever has. Chetty Osman has found his three point stroke again. Um, they're just a, they're, they're a pretty good team. Are they a team that I think can challenge a relatively full strength uh, Milwaukee or Brooklyn in the playoffs? That feels a touch too early, mm. but they certainly seem like they're on their way. All right, so uh, we're almost halfway through. We're almost there. So uh, what's your pick for for the final series? Uh, who's winning each conference? Or what are we seeing? I know I'm early pick, but I like these mid-season picks. I like, you know, hearing at this point who would be your finalist. If I if I had to pick today, I think we're going to see a rematch. I think it's it's uh, yeah. Bucks suns round two. Wow. Yeah, Suns are looking good. Okay. Yeah, no, they're, they're – and they're sort of flying under the radar because, you know, they, they didn't have the sort of explosive start to the year that Steph Curry had. Uh, but the, the Warriors have kind of faded back in touch. And the Suns are just kind of quietly just doing their business. Um, but it's ex- extremely impressive. And, and you, you see a team oftentimes, um, the Atlanta Hawks are a perfect example. A team kind of overachieves in the postseason of one year and then forgets to do all the work that kind of got them to that point the next year. And the Suns have been just the opposite of that. Like, I don't. It, it, it may sound like a left-handed compliment, but they have been just tremendously professional in their approach this year, and and that's it's it's really been impressive. Yeah, well, in a in a season where there's already been so much disarray and uh, confusion with COVID and all that stuff, I mean, maybe that's all it really takes, Seth. Hey, if I can just ask you this before we let you go, I know you sure. you appreciate numbers and, and analytics, but I'm wondering nowadays the MVP race. And these awards, how much of them are narrative driven towards actually what a most valuable player is for a team? And, and how much of it is up to the interpretation of these voters versus actually statistical evidence that this player is dominating for their team and putting them in a position to win the championship? I mean, I think it's, it's, it's a tremendous amount of narrative. And I don't think that's a problem uh, above and beyond the fact that there isn't really a definition for what most valuable means um and so you're almost you're almost arguing like those assumptions as much as as which player has been the best like Nikola Jokic has been 
has been every bit as good this year as he was last year. The team around him isn't as good, so the Nuggets mm. aren't as much part of the a part of the conversation. Does that mean he should or shouldn't be in the same place in the MVP discussion? I don't know. I I think that we do. I think it's okay to to, uh, to in, include some measure of team performance in there because we're really when we're we're looking back, you know, who won the MVP in twenty twenty two? It would certainly be nice if that player was was on a team that kind of mattered to the the outcome of the season, you know. So it's a tough question. It's one we it's one that really gets gets argued about a lot whether it should be just individual achievement or how much team success should factor in. And I don't know if there's one answer that you ever get anyone, everyone to agree on. Well, well said, mate. That's, that's awesome stuff. If you want to go follow Seth Partner, go to um, at Seth Partner, Anchorage Man on Twitter. Go have a look and see some of his great work around the NBA. Appreciate your time again, mate. We really, really appreciate having you back on the show. Yeah, thanks a lot for having Thanks for having me back. Uh, anytime. Awesome. There you go, Seth. He is a legend, and he uh, like he's he's deep into his NBA analytics, but also just covering the league in general, Mitch. And I, the reason I asked about the NBA, dis, uh, the MVP discussion, is mm. because I th- I think he's bright. That's kind of where I was angling. Like, it's almost you're not just debating the actual of award victor. Mm. You're debating what an MVP is to you. And I look at halfway through the year now, and I look at a guy like Nikola Jokic, who has just Carrying the Nuggets and end up not going to be a one-two-three seed. Yeah, but he's having a career best year. He won it last year. His performance hasn't dropped. So do you take points off him that he he lost a couple of teammates? Or by definition, he was the MVP last year. So how can you, you strip pump it, it up him? even more? The fact that he's actually got them somewhere thereabouts, actually winning some games by himself. Basically, it's a bit like LeBron. LeBron's going to be in that frame, and he's basically carrying the Lakers to any kind of like stop them from being embarrassed every game. I mean, they have been embarrassed, but like by not as much <laughs> as they would be without LeBron. Yeah, or just a, it, that's right. Or on the flip side, it's one of these like professional outfits mm. like um, the Phoenix Suns, for example, as Seth alluded to, they're just professional. Chris Paul, he's just driving them. Yep, yeah, he is. Or Morant, you know, you're talking about one of, one of the best point guards in the game at the minute. So, you know, he's taking the Grizzlies. Um, you know, into contention. So, have you have you um, done your homework? I have. Do you want to see it? I do. So we're going to pick our we're going to pick our starting East and West All Star teams. Um, this is a fan vote. You can go to nba.com and, and have your say. It's a quite a cool concept. I always loved this. And we'll go. What do we go? West. You give your West. I'll give my West, and we we'll go East. Okay. Cool. I've got LeBron, Jokic. I've got Adams there. Just I just want to see the big man there. No, it's sentimental, mate. I know. It's, I know he won't be there, but every vote counts. I've been told every vote counts, so he's in there. And then I've got Curry and Morant. I think you'd be pretty much bang on, apart from your novelty pick. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Steph Curry, John Morant in the backcourt. I've got LeBron James, Nikola Jokic. Now the fifth guy, I've typically really not had much time for at all. I just couldn't really work out if he was just a good stats, bad team guy. But this year, I just think he's playing defense and he's still shooting the ball. He might be the best shooting center ever. Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah. I mean, so impressed with the way he's actually leveled up again for the Timberwolves. I kind of thought he might be a bit of a wasted, wasted career. I still don't think his best work will be in Minnesota yeah. because I think Minnesota's shown time after time you have to leave to actually reach your potential. True. But yeah, I've been loving Casey. Where would Cat. you want to see him play? Oh, Matt, just a good team. 
you know. <laughs> just a good so the Bulls with a good point guard, probably <laughs> actually with a good point yeah. guard. Yeah, I think, I think these big guys like you can never really unshackle them yeah. unless you have put them with a good guard. So that kind of kicks on to my East team. Um, good point guard, like assist was. Uh, I really like Ball. I like Mellow Ball. I've put him in my All Star team. Lamelo Ball. Lamelo Ball. Oh, let's go. Yeah, bro. I I've loved the way he's playing his playing his ball. <laughs> No pun, no pun intended. Um, I just like, and uh, have I'm you got thinking, Lonzo at the other spot? No, Lavar. <laughs> that'd, that'd be hilarious. Uh, <laughs> Leandro Powell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just like, I just like the way he's playing his playing his basketball. Um, he's there for the fellas. He'd be he'd be so entertaining, mate. He'd be so entertaining in an All Star game, wouldn't he? Mate, he looks fun to play with, doesn't he? He looks so fun to play with, and he's always there, like setting the boys up. Mm. I just love that, and that's when I watch the All Stars, like. That's the kind of stuff I want. I know it's not a, but that's what I'm picking more. What I want to see okay. on the court. I've got Trey Young um, as my other backcourt. Um, then I've got Durant, Arakumbo. Yep, <laughs> I'm so bad with names. I'm Philippe, so, co- yeah. co- co- and Joel Embiid. Yeah, nice. So. Kate gutted to see Katie's going to be out for six to eight with that um, knee injury, but he's been. You know, he was probably the MVP favorite. I don't know what the odds were, so I, I agree. Back, uh, front court, Ante Tacumpo, Durant, Embiid, Trey Young, and again, just one difference. Mm. I got You got to reward Demar Derozan. Oh yeah. For okay. me, you've got to reward Demar Derozan. Like he went to the Spurs, and everyone thought it was a kind of like a maybe that's where his career would tail off after yeah. the Raptors. But nah, he just learned how to. He learned how to actually be a, a kind of a game controller. How to pass. How to mm. run pick and roll. Still just lethal from. The mid range shoots more threes than he probably wants to, but it's because what the team needs. And I think you got to give someone reward the credit that. for where the balls hit. Yeah, you got to reward someone for where the balls. And I just don't think Zach Levine has been as consistent as Demar. So those are then. our sides. Double eight, double three, oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. The Kennard Tire phone line is there for you, Hoops fans. Let us know. Where have we gone right? Where have we gone wrong? There's plenty of great messages stacking up here. Some racing, some cricket, and some basketball or a big multi. We'll get to those after this. It is 20 minutes past seven here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. We are 25 minutes past seven o'clock this morning. Our NBA All-Star teams. That was fun picking those. Keep your messages coming in about who you would like to see. Uh, a couple of good texts here. One, I'll, I'll handle this one, uh, Mitch, and then, and then you can take the cricket one or, or the multi one. Yeah, yeah. Louis, do you know who is piloting Wolverine and Pacific Dragon on Saturday? That's from Brett. Brett, I believe, and I do know this, Wolverine is being ridden by the king at Ellerslie. Leith. Leith Innes has got the ride there. You probably wouldn't rather have, I mean, there's Opie Boston, obviously, but you probably wouldn't really want anyone riding for a million dollars at Ellerslie other than Leith. Uh, he's very, very good and competent and experienced rider who loves that big prize money morning so uh, or afternoon, evening. So Leith will be doing the riding on Wolverine. And Pacific Dragon, I can only assume Michael McNabb retains the ride there for Tony Pike. He does a lot of Pikey's riding. He won on up the Philly on uh, New Year's Day before was relegated to second. Well, we've just spoken about this, mate. Look, I'm not a horseman. I'm not into this like as much as you are. But Pacific Dragon thinks that it won. Wolverine thinks that it came second. It knows Pacific Dragon's better. You reckon there's a bit of a psychological hundred percent. The horse doesn't know. We know that it got relegated. Pacific Dragon still thinks it's won. Well, Wolverine had to follow Pacific Dragon in. You had a you had yeah. a you watching had, the tail. 
that's right. Yeah, no, it's not. You're not necessarily wrong. You had a little bit on Pacific Dragon, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Well, here's what I would do if I was you. There's no way I'm not backing it again, at least each way. Mm. I, I I think that it's going to run. A, it'll run top four. Yeah. I, I think, and there's a good chance. I mean, there's a good chance Pacific Dragon wins, and you can kind of look back and say, "Well, it actually did beat Wolverine. Yeah, it impeded it over the last fifty meters, but maybe it was just going to win anyway." Really? So that's what I'd be doing. So I think Michael <laughs> McNabb to answer your question, Brett, and Richie's replied again a little bit about this cricket here. Yeah, um, Richie says uh, New Zealand cricket um, should have known uh, plan not to plan the Super Smash final series when the T20 players away. Uh, they could have condensed the Super Smash so it finished prior to the tour. Richie, um, my my only thing on that is that I'm I'm pretty sure the Aussie tour was like a late um, inclusion. Um, and they'd probably put the Super Smash, a Super Smash schedule out before um, that tour was absolutely set in stone, confirmed um, with all the COVID stuff that's going on. Yeah, I totally agree. It would have been great, but um, even then, your your main some of your main T Twenty players are going to have to stay behind um, because of that test tour in South Africa anyway. So yeah, it's a bit of a shame. And then we've got a multi text as well. Ah, geez, I love this, Louis. We've got this twenty five multi off the ground. <laughs> Absolutely off the ground. We've got a 25 multi-league with football, ice hockey, NFL and basketball from one of our listeners. Uh, no name on the text message. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be putting my name but, to that either. <laughs> hey, he's put 50 cents down and the payout is going to come in at $48,962. Mate, share the love. Send through that multi-tick and we can... <laughs> Do you know what? Do you know what triggers me about that? What? Is that... And look, I don't want to have a crack at your staking. Well, why do you not put a dollar on this is the thing. <laughs> if you're putting, 50, do you not want to win? A, do you not want to win a hundred rack? Because oh, if you put a dollar on, you can be taking away a hundred grand. Like, uh, is that one of the ones where you walk in, you found fifty cents down the side of the couch, you walk into the TAB and place that bet? Oh, if somebody, if I was working, going, at, this is my lucky fifty cent coin. That's what it has to be. Has to be. If I was working at the TAB and somebody came in to do that. I just feel like, mate, sorry, we don't want your money. <laughs> your money's not good here. Uh, good luck to you, but oh, bro, how good! I love it. You do yeah, on that as well. Is it like thirty-five cents? What the tax on it? Yeah, is there? No, no, it's no, no tax-free. Tax that's why punting's oh, the best yeah. income. <laughs> if you're good at it, if you're good, which at I'm not, <laughs> but. Yeah, that's definitely the that's definitely where I'd be heading. Hey, Luke Kimmies is um speaking of punting, boys get paid chief and commander. He's uh, coming up at about twenty to eight this morning. I'll be interested to know where their total is. I wonder if they're half at the halfway point of getting their five hundred grand to earn this fifty thousand dollar bonus bet off the TAB, and then we'll ask Luke what he wants to put it on as well. Other than that, there's there's a couple of things I want to get to after the news with Trudy here, Mitch. Mm. One of them being. And, and you're a cricketer, and I, I know you're partial to a, a beverage. One of them being a couple of those um, Ashes lads getting stuck in after the main event, after the last test in Hobart, and getting told to go to sleep. And some interesting, some interesting developments coming out of England on this. And I want to get your read on whether this is just kosher and just let the lads be lads, or maybe they should have been in bed before 6am. So we're going to get to that very shortly. Right now it is Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. SENZ, 27 minutes away from 7 o'clock this morning, and the Silver Ferns are putting the pressure on South Africa right now. 
three-quarter time, they're up by about 15 or so goals. It looks like they've really clicked into gear, which Nolan Toro will be stoked for about 43-28 into third. So cruising to the first victory of their quad series. A couple of stories I wanted to get to this morning, Mitch. One in particular about, well, I guess some lads blowing off some steam. So there's this video going around at the moment of Nathan Lyon, Joe Root, Alex Carey, Travis Head, Jimmy Anderson, mm. and one other voice who we can't really distinguish, sitting outside their hotel in Hobart at about six in the morning, drinking. There's some beers. There's some beers on the table and a couple of Red Bulls, blowing off some steam after a long and arduous ashes. Nobody is being offensive. No, as far as you can tell in the video, it's all pretty civil. The police are there just saying, hey, we've had a noise complaint. You've got to move on. You're disrupting the other guests. Okay. You know, lads blowing off some steam. It's probably a shame that the video's got out. The English Cricket Board has launched an investigation about it, and they want to know exactly how this video got out and what the players were doing on the early hours of the morning. Is there any need that they even have to do that? Because all it does is it gets put in a headline and puts more pressure on the players. Bro, why don't you just... Can I say shut up? Why don't they just, like, the ECB just, like, honestly... Move on? And why would you even announce that you're looking into it? Like, what is the point? Like, they should literally just be keeping as quiet as they possibly can. Like, there was no disturb, and it doesn't look like there was any big disturbance. They were out there. But the police have said that they're not investigating further and they're happy with the outcome, moving on and going to bed. Yeah, exactly. Like, why is there an investigation into it? You're just trying to distract from all the other stuff that's going on, draw some attention away from everyone putting pressure on them to re rejig their county system and saying that they weren't prepared and all that kind of stuff. They're just trying to pass the buck onto the players, mate. Long tour, terrible tour. They were there conversing um, at the end of an Ashes with Travis Head. Uh, so who was it? Jim, Jimmy Anderson, Travis Head. Alex Carey. Alex Carey. Gary Lyon. Nathan Lyon. Exactly. They were just, it was actually not like uh, just the English guys. They were dead and they looked pretty civil. They looked civil. They looked happy. Do you know, oh, Joe Root, I suppose. Joe Root. Joe Root is the key. I mean, it is the skipper. But I thought the the thing that took my attention was that, oh, how cool is this? After a long and pretty tense Ashes tour where one team's getting beaten up, the guys are still sitting around at 6 a.m. probably talking a lot of junk about, oh, I remember when I probably should have nicked you off there and we dropped that. If Joss didn't drop that one, it could have been different and... You know, chilling. It's long. It was a long tour for everyone because they're in and out of bubbles. Mm. Um, you know, it's just been terrible, like terrible tour, and they would just would have just wanted to have a yarn. I thought it was disappointing. So, yeah, see. disappointing from England, the ECB that they've announced it. That's um, just move on. Yeah. Yep. Agree. <laughs> Agree. Thought it's just it was deferring, isn't it? It's just a deferring tactic. Thought it was odd because I think they're actually going to investigate uh, we, how the footage got out. So, but that's not the point. The point is, don't even say anything about it. Just move on, as you as you said, Mitch. Uh, more cricketing news: the new IPL franchises have announced their players that they're going to start their franchises with. We'll get to that a bit later on. Also, Jake Paul, your mate, Jake Paul, my mate. <laughs> What, NFTs? Cards? Is that what you're going on Pokemon. about? Pokemon. Pokemon. You'd yeah, be into Pokemon, wouldn't you? I, I've got Pokemon cards. Well, I did some unboxing the other day. You it's great. reek of it. 
<laughs> had to. Had to. We were talking about Jake Paul potentially fighting Mike Tyson a bit later on, but after this, it's Luke Kemmies. Where is, where is the Boys Get Paid Punters Club at? How close are they to getting that 500 rack and having a crack at a $50,000 $50, TAB bonus bet? Imagine every time we played Quizzy Dag if we were giving away a $50,000 TAB bonus bet. Those would be Or some the Pokemon cards. Yeah, you, you're, you're, you're not, you're not cut. Oh, come on, bro. 23 from eight. Back after this. 17 and a half minutes away from eight o'clock after 11. So what's that? Three hours time. The live barrier draw for the Karaka Million. Live and exclusive here on SENZ. We know how important a barrier draw can be for these two-year-old races. The three-year-old, maybe not so, because on the bubbles just looks a bit bulletproof, doesn't he? Come on, Pacific Dragon. Oh, here he is. (laughs) Pacific Dragon, interesting runner, you know, could be unbeaten, and lots would say should be. First past the post twice anyway, beating some nice horses. The Karaka Million is this weekend, New Zealand Bloodstock's premier event, uh, Auckland Racing Club's Night of Nights, and a night that has become pretty famous for lots of things, a rowdy crowd, um, fireworks that they're not going to have this year, but the rowdy crowd will be back. And the commander-in-chief of the lads that provide that rowdy crowd is Luke Kimmies. He's on the line now. Boys get paid. They have the punters club. They have the chance. Luke is on the line. Morning, mate. How are you doing? Morning, fellas. What a time to be alive, eh? Three days out from one of the greatest days of racing. If you're not fired up now, I don't know what we need to do to get you fired up. <laughs> I love it. Are you in the sauna? Are you getting sick? I'll come out, mate. I'm, I'm, I've done my sweating for the morning, mate. I could probably ride 53 on Saturday if they need to. So just <laughs> doing anything. I'll do it all. You, you could almost do a, a live podcast with maybe like Opie or McNabb in the sauna, live from the sauna well, sessions. I found out that they've actually got a sauna at Ellerslie, so I might just move into the joint after hearing that. Beautiful. Yeah, good. You a sauna guy, Mitch? Yeah, love a sauna, actually. While I unpack my Pokemon cards. There you go. No, Luke's into Pokemon cards. Now he's more into punting of a, of the the racing kind. Um, mate, tell us what's the what's the standing? Are you, have we hit half of the full total you want? Have you got the two fifty rack yet? No, nah, we're not quite there. We we're at uh, last night when I checked two hundred and twenty five thousand. So we're itching towards it. Tuesday probably a bit of a slow day. People doing some work, but we've still got a payday to come Thursday, Wednesday for probably for a lot of people. Uh, obviously, gamble within your means and all that stuff, of course, but. I think uh, the last 48 hours is going to be huge, so feeling confident we'll get close to, to having half a million. How how tricky does it get to punt when you have that much money? Like You guys have run punters clubs for a while now and um, with varying amounts. Does it become tougher the more you have, or is it just easy you just up your, up your units? <laughs> oh, I try to just strip the zeros off and look at it as 500 bucks effectively, but it does become a bit tricky because there are limits in place that the TAB set around the maximum amount that any one person can win in a seven-day period, and that applies to us. Uh, there's limits for us about how much we can bet prior to the race day. Those then change on the race day after 10 a.m. So we have to be a little bit careful about almost like showing our hand too early. Say we wanted to put a multi on. Uh, it basically discloses what we might be keen on later in the day, for instance, um, and if that first leg would have missed, then we've sort of showed our, our hand that that's probably what we're going to be punting as well. So there's, there's a lot that you've got to think about when it starts getting to these numbers because obviously, you know, we're determined to win, but so are the TAB. 
Yeah, it makes sense, and you you don't want to blow your cover too early. What typically how how I've been banging on about the barrier draw and how important it is, especially for the two year old race, and we'll probably see some markets change or differ, especially if the favourites draw wide or, or draw a really nice gate. How early do you suspect you might be having a bet? Uh, probably once those odds are out today, we we might throw throw a little bit of coin around, especially by the looks of it, we're going to end up with a pretty healthy pool, so we can probably take the risk that we could have a fifty or a $100,000 bet uh, in the next 24 hours, I'd say. Ooh. <laughs> I'm just learning these numbers. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> Sorry, Mitch. Out. Welcome, Mitch. Far <laughs> out. That's some heavy. Oh, mate, can you sleep at night? <laughs> I have been uh, struggling a little bit, not not through, like, worry, but more just excitement, uh, waking up pretty early. But uh, no, I'm going good, feeling really good, feeling confident, rocking around with sort of the saying that logic is greater than emotion, so just trying to keep grounded towards that. Obviously, we're determined to win but willing to lose. A lot of people go into these things, you know, putting a lot of pressure on themselves to they have to get a profit and stuff, but it's an entertainment package at the end of the day, and if, you know, if you give it anything more than that, that's just your ego talking. So we'll get everyone a big thrill, and, um, you know, hopefully we can kick some ass and make some money for people, but... At the end of the day, we've got to just you know put on a good show as well. Luke, talk me through it. Let's 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 um, do some visualising here, mate. Talk me through it. I've had a good day. The fields have been even. We're up. Maybe I don't know a hundred grand. Maybe a little bit more on the bubbles. A dollar ninety in the last. Drawn slightly wide. Best horse in the field. You know that the the actually it won't be a dollar ninety. It'll probably be a dollar seventy because the money will be coming for Opie and Tiaka. How much do you want to unload? Oh, yeah, we've got to have a crack, don't we? Uh, definitely, we'll be having a crack in that race. I don't know if it'll be on the bubbles. It'll depend on what the price is. I've got a feeling probably start around $1.50. Um, that could be a little bit too short for us by that time of the day. Don't know. But I'll give you a tip with these two-year-old and three-year-old races. Go back through the results of the last couple of years, and you'll notice that a lot of the horses behind the top three, you kind of never really hear from them again. So um, the good horses, it doesn't really matter where they end up drawing, especially in this three-year-old. They, they can put them away, the best horse in the field. So you'd expect On The Bubbles to be winning that based on the things that he's done previously. There's a couple of little smokies in there that I think could run a place. That's what we might be having a play with. And, uh, yeah, I think we'll be having a serious crack in that last and finishing the night with a bang. Just one more then, because oh, Mitch, has, Mitch has been talking about Pacific Dragon. What's your, without blowing your cover, what's your read on that last start? I mean, I know Wolverine's been super impressive, but is that a fair and square win? And, and is, is there actually an argument to be made that Pacific Dragon can actually hang with Wolverine and, and maybe Dynastic? I think so. You know, if you go back two starts ago uh, at uh, counties there over 1,000 metres, like they only run 102, but that bet time flies, which they had a pretty big opinion of. And then it's just got that will to win. I was thinking about this this morning where it was second to Wolverine, but it, you know, it looked like it was they were going to go past it, but it's just got that will to win. So it's never run out of the top two. So I think you know, that, that could be, if you're a smart punter, uh, maybe you just want to have a place bet or find a top four market for that, and that could be your bet for the night, and, and you should be getting paid, I would have thought. Boom. Love it. Love it. That's great, mate. You've got the punters fired up. Bring on the BGP Punters Club. Had a good summer on the punt so far. Let's go, says Mark on Let's the text go. line. <laughs> <laughs> Let's are up and about for you. You'll be tuned in at 11, mate, for the barrier draw, and I know you guys will be um, keeping your content flowing. If anybody wants to get involved, is it pretty easy? Yep. 
grab the BGP app if you don't have it already. That's where all the bets will be on the night. Otherwise, go onto the TAB website and into the Punters Lounge there. You should see a BGP logo. You can grab yourself a share in the Punters Club from a dollar or maybe 100000 if you're feeling generous enough, whatever you want to do. <laughs> and, and, uh, and, you know, you just don't know who's listening out there, mate, you know. So uh, we'll look after you. And, yeah, just in, enjoy the night and um, get around to the mates and have a beer and, and enjoy the scenes because it's an electrifying race night. Bingo. Luke Kimmies, boys get paid. Thanks, mate. Cheers, boys. There you go, Mitch. You yeah, never, good. Hey, he said it. You never know who's listening. Wow. You never know. You were there. You're sitting down at that table with all your Pokemon cash. <laughs> mate, unload. Mate, you reckon? Sell a few cards. <laughs> Sell a couple find, of cards. Find the buyer in a couple of days and then... Get yeah. into the BG Bunters Club oh. and then you can buy more cards. Do you know what? I'm, I'm going to walk around like one of those flower people who... They sell roses. I'm going to walk around Botany Town Center today with my Pokemon cards and try and sell them to kids. <laughs> oh, do you know what the, that visual picture? That, that picture in my head is just something that I wish we maybe we have to send the camera crew out with you. <laughs> it feels like a general <laughs> event. That'd be hilarious. Hey, um, so the BGP crew will be going hard on Saturday, but here at SENZ, they will be going big as well. We will be mail run, the good oil. Clado and the crew, they'll be up and about. Clado and Tana, they'll be punting the afternoon. You can, of course, win some money with us in the Good Oil Punters Club. I know that Clado has been doing his form long and hard into the evening. So here at SCNZ, we've got the Barrier Drew at 11 today. Smithy, Mick, myself, Craig Baker will be there. Um, he's going to do the draw. We're going to hear from Jamie Richards, trainer of a lot of the fa- uh, a lot of the Tiak- well, all of the Tiakau runners. Royden Burgesson. We'll hear from Andrew Seabrook as well, the C- uh, managing director of New Zealand Bloodstock, about the enormity of this race meet. Then on Saturday, you have the mail run for all your information. The Good Oil, who will be punting the evening. You can get involved with the Good Oil Punters Club here at SCNZ. They'll win you a buck. It's a big day. It's the best day. Can't wait. Eight and a half minutes away from eight o'clock. We wrap up there after this here on SCNZ Summer Breakfast. SCNZ, we're four minutes away from eight o'clock. Mitch, I know you uh, follow the IPL closely. Played in it for a long, a long time. Won championships with Mumbai. Well, the two new expansion teams have announced their players. This morning's one, um, Lucknow. That's yeah. the name of the team. Yeah. Lucknow. They've announced KL Rahul on 15 crore, Marcus Stoinis on 11 crore, and Ravi Bishnoi on 4 crore. What do you make of that? Yeah, Bishnoi's an interesting one. Um, I guess I guess they probably would have looked at um, people like Chahal because um, I guess the spinners, a good spinner, Indian spinner, is really crucial to your side. I guess they probably looked at it and going, we need an Indian spinner because in the auction, those are the ones that are going to go for the most. Uh, I would say most Indian spinners, good Indian spinners, are going to go for more than four crore. Four crore. Um, so that's probably not a bad pickup for them. I was a bit surprised early. He wouldn't have been one of my picks, but at that price when you said he was at four crore and not seven, because um, usually it's 15, 11, seven. Um, so, yeah, that's not bad. And when we say good price, that's still 800 grand. Um, <laughs> $850,000. Stoinis is interesting, and that just shows that if you are an all-rounder um, in the IPL, your price, you just name your price. Basically. Gold dust. Yeah, basically, yeah. Anyone who can bat and bowl. So they're, they're obviously gone and, and said that he they think that he's the best all-rounder. Well, Ben Stokes isn't going into the auction. Isn't going, yeah. 
So, um, yeah, he's not going. Next year, Ben Stokes will go for plenty. He might go 15, 16, maybe close to three and a half million, I reckon, next year. I wonder if Cameron Green's going to go to the IPL because he's coming off an Ashes with a, his profile boom, booming. In that. Super interesting. Yeah. Um, the hard thing about the Aussie guys, mate, and being there for so long, is that they're so unreliable. Um, Cricket Australia just pull them out, left, right, and centre. Yeah. Um, even even interesting one was like someone like Jai Richardson. Basically, when JL, Just, Justin Langer, was at um, Perth, he was a the coach there. Um, he was We were looking at picking him up at Mumbai as, as a backup player. Like, sorry, just to come and join the squad. We had an injury. Um, we ended up getting Mil- oh, Milne got injured and we needed a bowler to come in. Um, and basically, JL goes, well, is he going to play? And they said, we can't guarantee it. And he said, well, he's not coming. <laughs> so that's the mentality from the Australians. If they're not playing, they don't want them there, basically. Uh, well, we can get through this a bit later, but the other team, the Ahmedabad team, um, Ahmedabad team, Pandya, Rashid Khan, Shubman Gill. That's three pretty high-profile cricketers. I think they've made a bad decision there in terms of the amount of money they're paying for Rashid Khan. We'll work that one through a bit later on. I love your insights into the IPL, mate. After this, we're going to talk Ish Sodi to Ish Sodi about some domestic cricket. Also, hey, he's tracking at the moment the Northern Brave spinner. That's for Razine. Once we go track down another McCafe coffee, Ryan Harrison News with Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Get up the Silver Ferns, they won. Morena, it's three minutes past eight o'clock here at SCNZ Summer. Brecky, Louis Herman Watt joined here in studio in our spaceship Enterprise, Starship Enterprise by Mitchell McLennigan. Mitch and me having a blast this morning talking all things racing, NBA, a bit of boxing, some cricketing stories, including the IPL. Just before the break, Mitch, as we're trying to track down Ish Sodi, who's mm. been in some sublime form probably for the last few years, really. He's really coming to his own as a white ball bowler. Mate, you gave us left us hanging on a cliff <laughs> about why that the new IPL, one of the new IPL franchises, had overpaid for either Hard Hardrick Pandya, Hardik Pandya, Hardik yeah. Pandya, Ra- Rashid Khan, or Shubman Gill. Who was it, and Shubman. what was the price? Um, so, th- from what I understand, from what I've been reading, um, so obviously not super confirmed, but they're paying Rashid Khan fifteen crore um, and Hardik Pandya both the same. So that's the top. That's the top price. And I understand that um, Sunrisers wanted to retain Rashid Khan, but they didn't want to retain him on that 15 crore, which they've got Kane Williamson on. Um, so he didn't want to go back from all accounts. So that was his price. He says, I'm worth 15 crore. Now, they've put themselves in a position where RCB made a mistake previously um, in terms of having Virat Kohli on. He was on three crore. He was the highest paid player in the IPL, um, the previous auction. And... What the mistake I think this team's made is they're spending way too much money pre-auction on guys when you need to build a really strong squad. Um, you need to be able to outbid a few people and all you're doing is taking away from your purse. And other teams know that and what they do is they they basically find out who you want to, who you want to pick up in your team. So they'll look at the gaps in their side. So they've got a spinner, they need a fast bowler. Other teams are going to pump their price up because they know that this team needs a fast bowler and they'll pay overs. So one fast bowler is going to go to this franchise and get paid a lot, but it's going to be over market price and it's going to 
kill their kitty and their 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 ability to build a really good squad um, is going to be severely hindered. So, yeah, it's it's an interesting one. Um, egos um, at play here, and I think it's going to be to the detriment of the sod. There you go. Interesting insight there, mate. Uh, Rashid Khan, nobody's questioning what sort of absolute freak he is with the ball in hand. So it's just about prices and how that works. Good stuff. Uh, Back here in New Zealand, let's talk some cricket. We're going to talk some cricket with Razine. Uh, They have been New Zealand's most trusted paint brand for the last 10 years. And on the line... We're joined now by Northern Braves spinner. He's been spinning up a storm, going really, really well as they sit top of the table. He's a stalwart of the Black Caps spin unit now, Ish Sodi. Morning, Ish. Thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, morning, guys. Great to have you on the program, mate. How are, uh, how are you tracking? You enjoying your domestic cricket at the moment? Are getting an extended run? Yeah, it's been great. I think the, the weather's been really nice. And, um, you know, New Zealand summer's always great to be a part of. And it's nice and Northern Braves had a bit of success so far. And hopefully that continues this weekend as well. Yeah, Ish, Louis uh, forgot to mention that you are the logistics manager. Is that the right title for the Rajasthan Royals? Uh, no, no, no. That was, um, I think there was a bit of miscommunication there a couple of years ago, but um, no, that was a, a role I was going to take up as a spin bowling consultant, but that's changed now, so... Um, hopefully, I can get a crack playing again, Mitchie. Yeah, I think I think you will, mate. Um, we were just talking about um, Rashid Khan just before. I don't know if you caught that, and then the price. Um, would you would you pay fifteen crore for him um, if you were trying to build a squad before the IPL auction? Oh, you can't put a price on a guy like that. That guy's, um, you know, he's world class. He's he's dominated for years and years already, and um, yeah, he's definitely, I think, easily the best T Twenty bowler in the world. So no, you can't really put a price on a guy like that. Build a team around that, and I reckon you have some pretty good success. Spin Bowl Club. Yeah, spinners, spin Bowler Club. Spinners, spinners Club. I love that. I, I can just see, for some reason, he's, I don't know, Mitch has got a bit of chip on his shoulder about it. He's, he's like, I just think... I'm thinking of the wider squad, that's all. That's yeah, all, Louis. Yeah. But we'll get back to, I guess before we move on to how, how good a form and, and just a few of your experiences of late, Ish, um, Bishnoi was the other guy who just got announced as um, one of the three picks for the other franchise. Um, you've seen a bit more of him, obviously, Spin Bowling Club. What does he bring to an IPL franchise? Yeah, I think he's just one of those new age sort of leg spinners. I think, um, you know, they're not, not really concerned about bowling beautiful leggies anymore. It's more about being wicked to wicked, spin the ball both ways um, you know, at, at, a, at a pretty decent clip. So he's one of those types of bowlers as well. So um, uh, it's worked, worked out well for Punjab, I reckon. They've got a, uh, sorry, the, the New Lucknow franchise. I think they've got a good good pick in, in Bishnoi. Oh, nice. Hey, um, I just want to touch on the, that T20 World Cup, mate. Um, another great campaign from yourself and, and Mitch. Um, we're going into, uh, the, obviously, the next World Cup in Australia. How important is it for you guys to get over and play that series against Australia? You have played there before numerous times. You know the conditions are different. Um, do you see that as like an absolute must for you guys leading into that T20 World Cup? I think it'll be great to, to get over there and experience the conditions again. Um, you know, the more experience you can have before a big tournament, I think the better. Um, the, the wickets are considerably different to, to the ones that we face in the UAE, and uh, the boundary sizes are obviously a lot bigger than, you know, across the board than what they are in New Zealand. So, um, it's yeah, definitely a great chance and opportunity, I think, if we get the chance to go over there. But, um, you know, it's all dependent on, on the travel restrictions and all that kind of stuff. So so hopefully it works out. But but if it doesn't, I think there's a lot of experience in the group anyway that you can tap into. Yeah, beautiful. And, and yourself, you've you've enjoyed some time at home, um, being back with the Brave. Um, 
How are you feeling? How, how, how is the team shaping up leading into these finals? You guys have had a pretty good season so far. Um, do you think you, you can challenge that title this year, mate? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, you know, we're really lucky with the personnel we've got at ND as well. Like, um, you know, if this Aussie tour does go ahead and, and a few of the test boys are, are staying home, I guess to prepare for that series um, against South Africa, we'll have quite, you know, quite a bit of heavy artillery come in. You know, like to Tim Saudi, Trent Bolt. Um, we'll come into the squad as well. So um, meeting into the finals, I think it's always great to have guys like that come in. But um, now it's been great. I think the wickets have been a little bit slow over the summer. I think I think the the heat's kind of been getting to the surfaces, so it's worked out well for the spinners, and and hopefully that continues as well. Um, your your spin twin Mitchell Satner. Um, there hasn't been a whole lot spoken about him. Um, how's he travelling, mate? Um, he looks like he's bowling really well. Um, is he in good spirits? Oh, as always, I think, um, you know, Mitchie's just got this great ability to, to rock up, um, not having warmed up or anything, and put the ball on a beautiful length. So um, it's something that he's really blessed with. He's been doing it really well, and um, he's been working really hard on his on his game, and, and I think he's still got a, a great passion to try to get back playing some test cricket as well. So no, he's been working awesome. really hard, and, and hopefully, um, you know, if we get a chance to go over to Aussie, um, some of that work can come, and come to the fore. Hey, Isha, I don't know if you saw, you saw the... I'm not sure if you're a big 6pm network news watcher, but uh, probably with a kid, it's probably dinner time and all that sort of stuff. But um, like last night there was a, some reporting going on on News Hub that if you if the tour to Australia goes ahead, there's a chance that the team might have to stay over there waiting for MIQ spots to free up, meaning that the T20 series against Australia, which was going to be here in New Zealand, would be over there. What do you kind of, as a player, how do you wrap your head around that sort of stuff? Are you just really waiting till you hear confirmation from New Zealand cricket? Or in the back of your mind, do you think, yeah, that might be a bit of a shame to not be able to play those T20s in New Zealand? Yeah, I think it's just the, the way the world's going at the moment. Eh? And um, it's been the last couple of years, maybe. Eh? You kind of, kind of hope that every, every morning you wake up, it's going to change and, and you know, it goes back to normal. But you've just got to be really adaptable. Um, this bubble life has become pretty much the norm over the last wee while and um, you know it'd be a bit of a shame if we don't get to play the Australians in, um, in New Zealand I think Kiwis always love turning out and, uh, and playing or watching watching us play Australia in New Zealand but you know if it's a chance for, for cricket to go ahead in all those games to be played and that's the best way forward then, then I'm all for it so, so hopefully it works out. Hey, um, Ish, Sarafka is touring here at the end of the season I know you're, you're not in and around that test squad um, but just out of interest, my own interest, I know you had a rap battle with with <laughs> Kiso Rabada. I was telling the boys before, you absolutely dominated him when we played in Sarafka. I know there was a round two, and the lads were saying that Rabada got you on the second rap battle. So if you're around in the country, do you think there's a round three, and can we air it live on SCNZ? Well, see, the thing is, it'll be, it'll be round four, because he did get me in round two, but we did have a round three. I can't remember where it was, but... But currently, it's two one to me. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's a, it has to come onto my shores, and, and he'll be tied if he beats me this time around. So I'll still have an opportunity. But no, nah, it'd, it'd be great to have another cracky KG again. Series, series done, you reckon? If you go up three one? Oh, absolutely. I think series has been done for a couple of years. <laughs> Stop. We'll, the... give, give, uh, we'll give him a chance to even things up. Stop the count. Who do you model yourself off? Who's your Who's your kind of lyrical inspiration, Nish? Lyrically, I think Eminem is the greatest of all time, but I think um, I'd say Biggie Smalls has the best flow of the 90s, so 
is probably my favourite. Good, oh, I love it. Hard, hard I, to disagree. I, I try, yeah, we were trying to figure out what we were going to bring you on to do, mate. We, well, I was, I would have loved you to give us a wrap, but just to spice it up a bit. But I know you, I know you're a bit of a stat nuffy as well. So we were going to try and prepare a quiz if you got a couple of couple of seconds for us. Yeah, want to test test you out. Well, no, what I actually wanted to do, Mitch, is I wanted to test you out, and then when you get them wrong, give it to Ish and see if he can. <laughs> and, and actually, a couple of these, if you don't know these, we'll rip through. Um, if you don't know these, you, you've got a lot more wrong okay. with you than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of things wrong. With what me. Year, what year did you make your test debut, Mitch? Me. Your test you, debut. You cr- cr- sorry, so black, black caps. Black caps debut. 2012. It was a 13. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I ruined that. You got the next question. It was sitting. Um, do, you, do you know what country you played? Yeah, South Africa. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, which country has played in the World Cup finals the most number of times? Oh, come on. Let each answer a question. You'll know. It's got to be Australia, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. 100% it is. Which cricket ground did Lance Cairns smash his legendary six sixes in an 82 match? Oh, bro. Sorry, what's that, Ish? <laughs> uh, well, I reckon it might be the MCG, but I've got no idea. Was yeah. it Brisbane? No, uh, it's, it's the G. <laughs> it's the G. Um, well, just w- ask Ish, w- bro. Which New Zealand cricketer had to be resuscitated after had taken that awful ball to the head in his test debut? Ish, do you know that one? Oh, um, no, nah, but is it like in the fifties or sixties or something? But but <laughs> after that, used to used to bowl with paddles. Oh. oh. Chats. Yep, the 9i Express. Right. Oh, love, yeah, good good work, Keish. Um, Kyle Jameson became the fastest Kiwi bowler to claim 50 test wickets. How many tests did it take him? We'll go to you, Mitch. What do you reckon? 14. Yeah. Keish? <laughs> <laughs> Has he played 14 Nine. tests? What was that? Nine. <laughs> he's just, this is like that. I this, told you, mate, he's the rain man. He's the rain man. Biggie Smalls <laughs> with the flow. And uh, who won the first men's one-day Cricket World Cup-ish? The Western League, mate. Oh, just too easy. Just don't even Give him that $50 TAB voucher. <laughs> it's just too easy. Hey, uh, we'll, we'll let you get back to your life, mate, but thanks for playing along with us and appreciate it. You're going super friendly, so hopefully you lads can um, continue the role, and if you end up in Australia, no doubt you'll go, you'll go well. Cheers, guys. Thanks so much. Great Take time, care. mate. See you later. Hey, you, you did tell us. He's sharp. Sharp, and you didn't even throw any numbers at him, mate. If you had like genuine like numbers, stats, he would have got it to the decimal point, mate. He's uh, he loves it. He loves it. What about what about him and Ross Taylor? Actually, him and Ross Taylor, head to head, be great viewing. What great viewing. Ross is a stats guy, big stats guy, big stats guy. I didn't actually know that. Yeah, Ross and Ish would be uh, yeah great, mate. We've actually got to try and tee that up. Get a like Kiso Rabada. Each Sodi rap battle in this brand new spaceship of ours. Lyri- I love that. Lyrically, Eminem, best flow. Yeah. Biggie. Yeah. Hard yeah. to disagree. Mate, he's awesome. He's such good value on the team bus as well. He just flies. Yeah. No, he, he's a great he's man. A, he's a super dude. Um, he, you know, and actually, just what, one thing he did say, which I really listened to intently, was his answer about this Australian tour. Mm. And from him, his point of view, if they have to go to Australia to play the games, that's what they'll do. Good. The games are the most important. Yeah. And it'll be a shame not to have them in New Zealand, 
And I think this is the, you know, we've spoken about it on this show a lot with these two blokes behind me, Izzy and Baz, the difference between rugby players and cricketers, the long tours and the time away from home isn't actually what rattles the cricketers a lot of time. No. The, the bio bubbles are the ones that, yeah, that does become a headache. But having to go for three, two and a half, well, two months. That's standard. Standard. Yeah. It's not necessarily the issue. The bio bubbles might drive you crazy, but if that's what it has to happen to to get the games played, well, even then, it's it's not too bad. Like it's bad if you're losing. Like it's real bad if you're losing. If you're England, yeah. Like genuinely, like they would have been the worst time of their life. Like I know, obviously, other events, but worst time of their cricketing careers. Like when you're losing and getting drummed, and you're in a bio bubble, that sucks. So. And all you want to do is just go smack a couple of Red Bulls, some some green bottles, and stay up until 6am, <laughs> yes. and then the ECB launches an investigation. <laughs> <laughs> so sad. Oh, mate, terrible. Yeah, uh, mate, I agree. I agree that they just got to go, find a way. You know, it's just going to be the cost. Um, can Create Australia help them out on that front if they do get stuck there? Financially. going to be the big thing. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I, I think, um, well, cost of a different sort. What's the alternative? They don't go. Australia can't come here because there's not actually MIQ spots to come play. Because mm. that's the other thing. These that, that we probably hadn't considered. What about the does – does Australia have MIQ spots booked for the T20 series in here, here in New Zealand? No, nah, geez, I, I don't think they would. Well, well obviously, that, because they obviously, haven't been listed yet. We hadn't even got them for coming back from the tour before. And I think the spots were only open off the last one, talking to Foxy, was just the start of March. Um, was where the spots were up to. So that, that, that window's already shut. So this would have been for after, yeah. So, you know, the alternative is the, the cost, on the other hand, would be no cricket against mm. Australia or in Australia yeah. or T20, a lack of T20 cricket before a Cricket yeah. World Cup. I mean, that sets your high-performance model back 100%. a whole World Cup cycle. Yeah, hopefully they realise how important this tour is going to be. Hey, mate, we're all about good ideas here as well. There's got to be a few like of those like out of out of service kind of luxury liners. You know those big cruise ships. Why don't we just play- send the boys over on the cruise ship? Oh, I think okay. I say play them on the deck. <laughs> oh, come on, bro. <laughs> okay, I've got far fetched ideas, but not that far fetched. And then bring them back and let them do their quarantine on the on the cruise ship. Oh, I mean, hey, this yeah, this... can get tested. How good? Look, yeah. we're solving all New Zealand cricket's problems. Yeah. Oh, look, I don't. Again, it's, it is New Zealand cricket's problem, but by a degree of separation. Um, yeah, I feel for them, and I think yeah, it's tom- tough. Tough tom- spot. Tomorrow tough spot. is a bit of a D day. I think we'll hear from the government, and then Friday maybe we'll have some plans because they're meant to be on the plane. Um, yeah. Sunday, mate. I think, or Saturday this week. Have to be, yeah. So. Let's see how that transpires. Good to hear that Isha's keen to go, no matter what, though. Um, lyrically, it's Eminem, the flow, it's Biggie. Awesome. Love catching up with Ish Sodi. Fantastic cricketer for ND. Resine Colour Shops, your paint, stain, colour, and decorating experts. We love Resine's support when it comes to cricket here at SCNZ. 21 minutes past 8 o'clock. Paul Mawadi, the party, not far away from the TAB. SCNZ, we are 26 minutes past 8 o'clock now. Again, it was great to catch up with Ish Sodi for Razine. 
Uh, plenty going on this morning and plenty going on this later this morning as well here at SCNZ. The live barrier draw for the Karaka Million two-year-old and three-year-old races. Craig Baker from Auckland Thoroughbred Racing will be live in studio with Smithy, myself and Mick Guerin from 11 o'clock. It's a festival of the Karaka Million here in studio. And Paul Mawati, the party, will be listening intently because tab.co.nz is where you'll find all those markets up. Paul, I was chatting to your colleague Stephen Hunt yesterday, and he's pretty confident they'll have a final field market up and live before the end of the hour. So the lads will be working overtime. So are we saying by about lunchtime? That's right. Wow, we. <laughs> I guess once the market's out, uh, then you and the boys get play uh, a paid punters club can start uh, sort of tracking out where the money's going to go on Saturday. I can't wait. Yeah, well, Luke was saying, Mitch, that he doesn't want to tip the tab off, eh? He was yeah. kind of... They've got to be careful, kind of try to disguise their bets. Don't want to, <laughs> don't want to smoke, smash the price. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure how you disguise a fifty thousand dollar bet. So, um. <laughs> hey, Paulie, Paulie, do you reckon if the, are we going to set different benchmarks for this bonus bet, uh, the fifty thousand dollar one? Let's say five hundred grand, we give them fifty grand. We get to four hundred, we give them forty. Are we gonna we gonna go down like that? Feel like Look, f- feel like get get the cash. Let's get some milestones in place. Right, so this bonus bet has nothing to do with me. As you know, Fat Taylor went rogue on us last week. I, I think he, he was hypnotised by uh, uh, just talking to Luke um, live. So um, he doesn't think that you guys will get anywhere near 500000 So that's why he's just stumped up with the 50k bonus bet. Mm. Um, in fact, most, most of the people here at HQ don't think you'll make 500000 I disagree with them all. <laughs> I do think you will, because I, I will never underestimate the power of the BGP. So um, I just had a look at the total. I think uh, it's around 235000 at the moment. Um, so what are we, Wednesday morning? Still got Thursday, Friday, uh, and Saturday morning. So what we I, need to do. I still think you're on track. What we need to do, the best way to get money into this Punters Club would be to tip a winner. And I, I know Luke tries to tip winners time from time, and, and Ted has the, uh, in, the, in the app, they, you know, they do have a tipping service of sorts. But if people end up with cash in their TAB account, they might be just more inclined to roll it in. I reckon I've got a winner today at uh, Tarapa. It's short, though. It's real short, and it's drawn wide. But I think it's the best horse in the field by quite a while. It's race seven, number four, Canny Man. I know they've had a bit of a rap on Canny Man. It's still a maidener. Three starts, fifth, two seconds um, by the preferment. But I think it can gallop. And I would be expecting that to win, although it's only $2.10. So that's where I'm looking. Are there any promotions at Tarapa today, Paul? Yeah, we've got a, a $25,000 guaranteed late quaddy, and race seven is the first leg of that late quaddy. So if you're brave, you, you might want to anchor Candyman in that leg. Also got a bonus back promotion on races one and two at Tarapa today. Uh, I'm just having a look at race one. Best back there, the favourite, uh, Campionessa, but we've had a wee bit of action on number two, Dawn Jesse, $8 into 550 and the O'Sullivan Scott trained son of a butcher, $13 into $8. So uh, best back the favourite, um, but money has come for number two, Dawn Jesse, and number six, son of a butcher. 
that's a bonus back race, as is race two at Tarapa today. Nice, Paul. Appreciate it. You'll be um, sad to know that we uh, didn't get our money back from that American multibuster, so we're going to have to just reload this week. (laughs) (laughs) I think the games are all up for you to um, have a little go at, so yeah. Yeah. All the best. Thank you, Paulie. TAB.co.nz promotions, uh, sports, racing, in play, the lot, live. Go have a look. TAB.co.nz. Mitch, um, there's a an NFL game this weekend, mm-hmm. which is one of the best NFL games I think we'll see in a long time. Bills? Bills, Bills Chiefs. Chiefs. It's going to be, that would have been a blockbuster Super Bowl. Yeah. Same conference, mm. but two quarterbacks at nearly the peak of their power. I think Paddy Mahomes is starting to get back to where he was, and was nice. Josh Allen has never been playing better. Yeah, you're right. It probably would have been great for this, but yeah, like you say, the conference final. So mm. yeah, it's going to be a great one, actually. You'll be you'll be making sure you're awake for that. No naps. I'll nap beforehand. Before, <laughs> <laughs> so I can get through it. Yeah, good, good. Yeah. No yeah. war zone for you. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be it's going to be fascinating, man. Josh Allen was unbelievable, mate. Absolutely shredded the Patriots. So statistically, on another planet. Yeah. Um, we still need to debrief Logan, Jake Paul versus Tyson. And that's not Tyson Fury, it's Mike Tyson. After this, maybe, it is time for the news with Kubota and Trudy. Kubota, together we are shaping and building New Zealand. SENZ, 27 minutes away from 9 o'clock. i tell you what we're thinking of and who we're thinking of today. If you've got any friends or whanau stuck overseas... Um, well, actually, on two fronts. Firstly, Tonga, um, just hearing more and more of what's coming out of there after that volcanic explosion. Lots of people will have friends and, and family stuck or that they won't be able to hear from, that you'll be thinking of. You'll know people in your communities that will probably be really stressed at the moment. So thinking of them, I see Malakai Fekitoa has started fundraising on Twitter. You can go check out Malakai Fekitoa. He's a passionate Tongan. You can go check out his platforms and see what he's doing. Really cool. And on my secondly, secondary front, Kiwis stuck overseas that won't be knowing when they can come home. MIQ has shut its doors for the meantime. I guess due to Omicron, we're hoping we can hear from the government tomorrow, but I know there'll be people suffering from anxiety, and and fair enough if you've got friends and family that are overseas not knowing when they can come home, that the borders are shut for the meantime. So waiting to hear more on that front. A couple of sentiments I'd just like to share from Mitch and I here at SCNZ this morning. To a completely different note, Jake Paul, does he want to die? (laughs) There's There's been chat around his fights that people have been taking dives. If he beats Mike Tyson, puts any other result that he's had in the past, right up there in terms of it all being fixed. Has to. You, if you, he you beats Mike Tyson. I know Mike, Mike Tyson. Tyson like 80? Oh, yeah. <laughs> 82. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you've got to think. He's one of the all-time. Like, you still see him. You're going good, mate. So... Surely not. Well, here's the thing. I thought Mike Tyson was into that, like, regenerative, like... um. Uh, stem cell stuff. Yeah. So, so well, is that legal? Can he now get in a ring? So that's the interesting part. His stoush with um, Dana White. Jake about, Paul. Yeah, about drug testing him and hey, saying like... You better hope he's still drugs. Mate, Mike Tyson is the highest bloke on the planet. That guy is high like 24-7. Oh, like on marijuana? Yeah. Yeah. So like now he's gone and sprayed Dana White about drugs and all that kind of stuff and now he's going to fight, fight Mike Tyson. He's just high all the time. 
It's crazy. I mean, look, the reason they would do it. Cash, 49 million, Louis. Cha-ching. Wow. I mean, the sad thing is, that's not sad. I guess it's fair play to him. Really, actually, it's fair play to him. He's doing something that is a lucrative market, as in people want to watch. There's demand for it. Mm. He is the only person that can do it, which is his, the Jake Paul show. No one else can do the Jake Paul show. And there is now a value to him. And if he fights Mike Tyson, his, he's got this captive audience. People are going to watch. Yeah. I'd watch it. I would watch it. So we are the problem. <laughs> we are the problem. I watch it at your place. I'm not. No point us both, both paying paying yeah, some cash. I'll, I'll, I'll be into that Sky Now app and stump it up, and it's going to be. I don't know. I'll regret it. <laughs> <laughs> Particularly if Jake Paul wins. Can you imagine? Oh, he can't, mate. There's oh. no chance. He won't be winning. Jake Paul. There's there are similarities into you know, what Jake Paul is now and what Nick Kyrgios used to be, except Nick Kyrgios was always an actually an athlete first and then an entertainer second. Jake Paul, entertainer, trying to become an athlete. And I don't think, no matter how genuine or how good he becomes at boxing, I don't think anyone will fully believe he's a boxer. Yeah, I saw him trying to kick the bag the other day as well, like actually seriously thinking of like maybe making a switch to MMA. He'd die. 100%. If he, if he that fights, would be the hardest way, eh? going from boxing... You've just started boxing to go to MMA. Far the, out. These guys, I think it might have been Kez in the Kitchen was telling me that these guys, well, this is pretty well known, but like the, the MMA guys, the people that you see fighting in the UFC, the people that he is calling out, the Masvidals, the oh, Nate Diaz, they have been fighting in Thailand and, you know, in countries or in their gyms for decades, mm-hmm. like literally 20 years. They've been getting their heads and body parts kicked and punched. And are weathered. It's not like something. It actually would be irresponsible. Yeah, it would leave, I would love the, the, the precedent. Would be yeah, go. You have the, to say no wrestling, no choking, no arm bars. Not without years of like you have to do an apprenticeship before yeah. you, you couldn't. It would be. It would really. I mean, imagine if he actually got you know something terrible did happen to him. Yeah, you know, the lawsuit would yes. be. Yeah. So and this is the thing. He has this level of bravado, knowing that he can actually be. He can never really has to live up to this stuff. Mm, mm. And even if he fights Mike Tyson, it'll be exhibition rules. I doubt it'll be a, a you know, the, the gloves will be Gloves different. won't be, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I know what you mean, yeah, yeah. So there's a level of a mirage about Jake Paul, but, you know, here we are talking about he's, it. So. He's making cash. Yeah, he's got that Pokemon cash. Mate, we need to get him into the punters club, that's for sure. How do we get in touch with Jake Paul? 0800 Anyone have a direct line? We'd love to get him in. To the Punters Club. It is 21 minutes away from 9 o'clock. We're going to talk some property with Debbie from Property Apprentice up after this. SCNZ, it's great to have your company this morning. Um, plenty still to come, including Ian Smith, and we'll sleep on it with Smithy. We'll give him a question, and we'll probably give him a question about something to do with the Karaka million. But before then, Property Apprentice is helping Kiwis create better retirement plans, and it's a pleasure to welcome him for the first time in 2022. Debbie from Property Apprentice. Morning to you, Debbie. Good morning. How are you guys? Yeah, yeah great. We're going really well. Hey, I'd love to have a conversation this morning while it's still fresh in the new year about how to set some goals for financial success in 2022. So where do you want to start off? I reckon the first thing that you need to do before you start thinking about setting goals is working out what you want to achieve. <laughs> you know, if you don't know where you're going, then any road's going to get you to nowhere, basically. So Um, Think about what it is that you're wanting to achieve, whether that's uh, just reducing your debt or putting together a savings goal 
or purchasing a home or purchasing a rental property. All of those things um, will have lots of different moving parts. So it can really help people get ahead if they get some good independent financial advice from a financial advisor. Uh, They can help shortcut that whole process for you. If you're looking at purchasing a property, you need to get help from an independent mortgage advisor early on in the piece because all the rules have changed with the changes to the triple CFA. So, you know, bank lending rules have really tightened up and um, some people who could previously get lending can't get lending at the moment until they sort out a few extra things. So get a mortgage advisor on, on the job sooner rather than later and then get a pre-approval for lending as quickly as you can. If you can't get a pre-approval, then just work on a plan to get you to a position that you can get one. And then if you've already got a pre-approval in place, then this is a brilliant time for you because the market has not looked better than this for years. You know, we've got more listings available, fewer buyers in the market. And when I say we, like Property Apprentice doesn't sell houses, so we've got no conflict of interest there. But, um, you know, the market conditions are great if you're in the market to be a buyer. And that whole FOMO has disappeared from the market. You know, you can take a bit more time when you're negotiating and get better deals. So, you know, it's a good time to be out there. Hey, Debbie, just just quickly, I mean, all this stuff, I know if I think about myself and trying to upskill or put myself in a better financial position, it can be quite overwhelming if you try to think about all the things you want to achieve. Is there any way, any advice you've got to putting it into bite-sized pieces or maybe trying to, you know, goal set slowly and surely? Yeah, absolutely. So we run free training sessions online. Uh, We've got one this Saturday, which might clash with some sports, but... Uh, if you jump online, we can send you a copy of the recording. Uh, or we've got another one on Tuesday evening the following week as well. So you can jump online. Uh, I run through, I run those sessions. So, you know, we'll give you some good tips to help you get started and, and give you some longer-term perspectives as well uh, to help you reach your long-term goals. Perfect. That's exactly what I was after. So you can register for a free online training session, what Debbie's talking about. Text TICKET to 268 or visit propertyapprentice.co.nz. That's text TICKET to 268 or visit propertyapprentice.co.nz. We'll catch up again soon enough, Debbie. Thanks very much. There you go. Debbie from Property Apprentice, great to have her on to start the new year. Mitch, uh, we were talking about Jake Paul, which meant that Jake Paul has already won. He's won the the bigger battle, and now he's got to take on the smaller battle, which is just getting in a ring with Mike Tyson. But Harrison's come through with some a really interesting standpoint on this. Yeah, he has, mate. He said um, Jake, Jake has a better chance in MMA um, than he does in legitimate boxing ranks. He's wrestled at D1 college level. He'll only fight guys at catch weights. Um, he'll be helped. Um, he'd be silly to extend beyond that. Either way, the day he's tricked himself, in, oh, sorry, the day that he tricks himself into actually fighting a real contender, um, his size, he'll be out of there within a minute um, in either sport. So, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, Harrison. Um, he also put at the end saying that he's looking forward to him getting knocked over as well. Aren't um, we all? <laughs> do you know what? And I actually think that's the brilliance of it. He baits you into wanting him to lose so bad. He's the heel. Yeah. But, but he's just managed to game it so far that he hasn't got it knocked out. And like, there's been a couple of times in those Woodley fights where he did eat a couple. Mm. So he's clearly got a chin. Mm. But um, you still, I don't know, there's still a big portion of people that think that Woodley kind of threw it. 
<laughs> Twice. <laughs> uh, Tarapa today, boys. Race 10, number nine. Unnamed textures. If you've got a tip, put your name to it because I'm going to read it out. Race 10, number nine. Well, I, here I am tipping a $2.10 shot. We've got Ryan Elliott aboard Flirter for Jim Collett. It's only had two starts. It's drifted out to $21, $5.50. There you go. Maybe just a, a, up and trip now, getting over the mile, a good barrier, an informed jockey, a very competent trainer. Oh, I don't think it's the worst, and I think you might have found one over the odds here, unnamed texter. Um, yeah, don't mind this at all. Flirter out of reli- uh, by a reliable man out of Bride Salama. Three-year-old, let's go. Okay, I might have a little cheeky dollar each way on that, like a texter had 50 cents on a multi earlier on. Not a full Pokemon card. <laughs> Mate, I'm telling you. Yeah, I pulled one the other day. It was about 270 US worth. So, mate, there's some money in it. You too? Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's a flex. <laughs> <laughs> Up after this, sleep on it with Smithy. Oh, you, you just wait, mate. You wait until the boys come back with their party bears after being on holiday. They're going to be in your ear. Oh, <laughs> I'm waiting for it. I'm, I bring, it, bring it on. I want to hear about everybody's success on the punt, on the NFT punt, on the Pokemon punt. Ten minutes away from nine. Back with Smithy after this. 